0: Welcome to the show here. You can join the show if you would like and bring up anything you want to talk about on broadcast, radio, podcast, live streaming. We're on a bunch of different places where you can see this program and listen to it. Uh, But you can call in at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you here in the studio tonight, it's Ian and Matt
1: and Bonnie.
0: Of course, you can uh, take control of the airwaves here, as I said. But there's been some news coming out of BRICS, and surprisingly, this hasn't caught much attention. I happen to see a video from RT, Russia Today, reporting on this. BRICS, of course, is the other alliance, uh, sort of economic alliance of big countries out there. So you've got as opposed to NATO. Um, maybe NATO, but also like the G7, I think is uh like that's the U.S., it's Canada, it's the J- Japanese, I think, Europe, I believe, and then a couple others I'm not thinking of right now. Uh, and then BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa for now, although there's something like two dozen countries that have applied to join BRICS. So there's a big push.
1: Are there from- more? On the wait list for BRICS, then want to get into G7?
0: I don't know if you can get into G7. I'm not sure what the rules are uh, on that one, Bonnie. But uh, definitely there are a lot of countries that are interested in joining BRICS to push back against the economic
2: dominance of the United States and just generally the Western world. Has anybody ever stopped for a second to think about why the United States became so economically dominant in the first place? Well, it had a lot of freedom it's for a lot long of freedom. time. Not anymore. Yeah, maybe they want to walk away from it a little bit now because the United States isn't as prosperous as it once was because it's so repressed.
1: Yeah, I mean, the crypto stuff alone is going to take us back so many uh, years compared to other countries that aren't cracking down on people who want to do things in the cryptocurrency world. Yeah,
2: that alone. I mean, if you look at that, the opportunity cost on that's astronomical. Like, not being able to perform in a marketplace is, you know, that's a loss in itself.
1: it's going to make people a lot more poor than it would if uh, the government just left us alone.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Unfortunately, they are cracking down on crypto here, and some countries are welcoming towards people with crypto. Now, I'm not sure where BRICS is at uh, on crypto. There's always rumors like, oh, BRICS is going to adopt Bitcoin. Well, okay, that hasn't happened. Fat chance. Uh, Yeah, like why would central banks want to go in that direction? It doesn't make any sense. I
1: really thought Russia was about to do it when everybody was sanctioning them.
0: Yeah, and that was another thing that kind of got tossed around a little bit, um, but it never really became anything. Central banks, as long as they exist, are not going to want to get rid of their monopoly uh, on controlling a currency, which is why this news is somewhat surprising coming out of BRICS. And I'll just let RT do the reporting here, but it it's them basically confirming... The rumors that they've been working on a gold backed currency for oh, the BRICS countries. The BRICS
3: group is set to introduce a new currency backed by gold in contrast to the credit backed US dollar, with countries lining up to join the growing initiative.
0: This is from RT. The BRICS now. countries are planning to introduce a new trading currency, which will be backed by gold. More and more countries recently expressed desire to join BRICS. This is coming from the Russian embassy in Kenya making this announcement. That's what they're citing. decision
3: here. comes a month ahead of scheduled Alliance Summit in Johannesburg, South Africa. 41 countries have since shown their interest in BRICS membership and its new currency implementation. Russia's foreign ministry... 41
0: countries are interested. So more wow. than I even had thought. Now, not all of them are gonna get in. Are Maybe. any of
1: them in G seven looking to leave G seven and I doubt go it. into BRICS?
0: Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to leave G seven and join <laughs> BRICS. That would be a
2: And if these are countries that are already socialist leaning and they're probably already third world and haven't discovered why they're third world in mm-hmm. the first place, now they're just gonna go it's a it's a it's a philosophy of parasitism to be socialist in the first place. And these governments haven't dis- discovered that The reason they're so bad off is because of that philosophy in the first place. And now they're just trying to do it on a country level with other countries. You got, what, 40 countries that want to join these other kind of wonky, economically wonky states that are slightly bigger? They're economically rising, right? Like China (laughs) is... When when you have
0: nowhere to go but up you can always this say is you're true. rising this is true uh, i mean china is uh, obviously one of the biggest economies there as well as uh, india which of course india is going to is predicted to uh, pass china In population. by population this year become the oh, I one know most that. populated uh, country on the on the planet and i mean see these are pretty big regardless of their political systems and the amount of socialism that is present within them and we know china is still considered a communist state uh china has in recent decades less so under the current president or dictator xi jinping but his predecessors were allowing more economic activity to go on in china and that has raised the standard of living for a lot of people Mm -hmm. in that country so i mean there has been there's no doubt that better products have come out of china in the last few decades you can still get some crap no doubt about it but they're the standards of, you know, competition and manufacturing seem to have improved there in the last few uh, few decades. So people are being risen out of poverty by even incremental change towards more free markets. We're not talking about free markets, but loosening up restrictions means.
2: If better I was a results. world leader, that would scream to me that what I'm doing in the control department is wrong, and yeah. I should release. That control and just let people run their own lives. Well, that's because you're a liberty-minded person, and so of course you're going to think that way. I mean, these
0: are control. They're the ones that that
1: are doing okay. The actual leaders leaders in these countries are doing okay. Mm -hmm. They probably know exactly why their countries are poor. They know it's because of themselves. I don't
0: know. Do you think they know that? Like, Like, how? Give an example. Like Venezuela.
1: How could you not know?
2: That's what I say. How could you not know? Yeah.
1: Well, you're not starving, and everybody in your country is uh, using money to make baskets
0: yeah you have to wonder about that i mean uh, it's easy to attribute evil and malice to these people and i think that that's it's a fair thing to do but at the same time how much of it is true brainwashing like you know when you look at kim jong-un for instance the uh roly-poly dictator yeah, there Winnie the Pooh, right and no no that's who they call uh xi jinping the chinese guy oh. kim jong-un oh, kim is Jong-un's the korean from north guy. korea yeah yeah the, the fat a uh, little well-fed, the the most well-fed guy. In he, he's well-fed. He's well-fed, but he doesn't poop. Oh yeah. Oh right, because he's a god. He's a or god, whatever. Right. Um, you know, he's raised in this environment in which his grandfather and his father are considered the the next thing to gods, if not actual gods, and. Well, it's probably true that he's not subjected to the same level of propaganda that the the people of that country are, and he who would
1: be giving him the propaganda?
0: His own family. I so, don't know. are
1: they mindwashed or are they evil? That's the thing. That's a great I, question. It sounds to me just like that would be propaganda to make people not hate Jijong, whatever his name is, so much. Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. Yeah, I mixed him up with Ping. But yeah, it, it sounds to me like that's propaganda to make it like don't blame him. Yeah, you should definitely blame him.
0: Yeah, and he has gone to school outside of North Korea, so the odds are good he's not in the same camp as many North Koreans who actually Where? are brainwashed. I think it was like Switzerland or, yeah, s- or something a, like that. Yeah, I wow. thought it was like, it was like or yeah, something. Yeah, it was somewhere like. in Europe. He Why went didn't to college.
1: They take him for hostage and tell the family, like, your poo Bear is going bye bye.
0: <laughs> that's, again, that's <laughs> Xi Jinping. If you uh-huh. don't,
1: uh, you know. Let the people go.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it, it's an interesting question. I, as I to, never heard
1: that he left North Korea.
0: He did. It's crazy. Yeah, he went to college uh, in Europe. So
1: imagine, sorry, just imagine being in his class. Like, wouldn't you mm-hmm. not be able to not trip him on the way out of his desk every day?
2: Beat him up and stuff him into a locker. <laughs> I don't know Call if it names. were me, I would
0: want to propagandize, give him, him. a wedge.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would not literally bully him, but it would just be so weird
0: because at that point he would have just been the privileged son of a dictator he wouldn't have been the dictator kim jong-un at that point yeah you know
2: when i lived in ithaca there was a royal who went to cornell university there and he had like he had like a security attached to everyone it hmm. wasn't well, like one dude it you was couldn't like, just hang out with him then no yeah. it, it was like eight black chevy suburbans that went everywhere <sighs> he
1: went Dang. So, I, was, okay. I wonder if they're like not allowed to make like if Kim Jong-un went to Switzerland to go to school. I wonder if he was like n- forbidden from making friends or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's those are all really uh, really interesting questions. but regardless, he probably is aware of a lot of the things that his own countrymen are not aware of and they you know they keep them, for instance in North Korea. If you believe the stories, right? because all you can do is believe what people who have escaped from there have to say about it because you certainly can't believe the official government press from North Korea, so got kind have anywhere. To- yeah, well, of course, but that's all they have uh, in right. North Korea is the government uh, channels. And so, you know, if you believe them, then the people there are completely brainwashed. They're not allowed to have access to any kind of outside news or information. If you, in fact, do uh, get access to that kind of thing, then they'll probably put you in a prison camp. And mm-hmm. also the rest of your family uh, will go to the prison camp because they're known for punishing your family members for the things that you have done. Which is a way that they, pro, you know, that they are successful at getting people to not step out of line because they know that even if they themselves will be willing to face whatever the the punishment is, the, or the prison sentence, yeah. or the execution, or whatever, they know that they'll just, you know, snatch up their children and snatch up their their mm-hmm. wife and their their parents. They do and I, I execute had a, them
2: too. When I, I was a chef for many years, and I had a waiter who escaped. Uh, he escaped Czechoslovakia. And he did mm. it on foot with his neighbors. Mm. and wow. he, he comes from a big family full of uh, doctors. And when he escaped the country with his wife and daughter, um, they forced his entire family to leave their medical practices and put them to work in a shoe factory.
1: Mm. Like his yep. extended family? Yes. Whoa.
2: Just like people that, you know, were nuclear-ish to him, but, yeah. you know. If you were a wow. first cousin, you might be looked at strangely, but the aunts... And so they, they didn't escape. They were still there. No, they, and... yeah, they got stuck behind, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't tell your family I'm leaving. Right. You can't tell anybody you're leaving. Somebody will snitch on you. Somebody will snitch on you.
1: Especially if it's just like your uncles you're not really close with or yeah. something. Right. And you probably yeah. wouldn't expect them to do something to someone like yeah, that. The
2: secret police will show up and they'll nab you because, you know, as, as people, we are property of politicians. And that's true everywhere in the world. Some of us are just less willing to admit it than others. Even here in the United States... We might be least property of politicians, but we're absolutely still property of politicians.
1: Yep. Can and you it'll just continue tell them
2: that way if people don't do something about it?
1: Can you just tell them this is my house and I'm choosing not to keep paying taxes on it? No, you can't.
2: They the, will steal it from you. They will prove to you that you are their
4: property.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah you know what it's funny that you guys brought up uh, North Korea or these other countries I actually have something in the news about them from a couple weeks well, ago Well, I have a
1: question so since we can we're talk still about them talking about North Korea mm-hmm. I keep seeing this idea floated around that Yonmi Park, the woman who escaped North Korea mm-hmm. is just like propaganda what what would be the purpose I can't even wrap my mind around propaganda that. by whom they keep saying it's propaganda to get us to go to war with China
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I have definitely heard some people uh, criticizing her in recent weeks or recent months, and I have not followed it directly. But yeah, hasn't she been has she been saber rattling for China war? I, I, I feel like I might. She probably have seen just talks about, about, about how the
1: Chinese government treated her badly because you, you escape Ch- uh, North Korea. You kind of have to go through China, and lots of women make yeah. it there, and then that's that's the end because they like get sold into sex slavery and things Correct. like that. So yeah.
0: or they'll get taken back to North Korea by the Chinese government.
1: I don't know if she's been saying like let's go to war, but. It could also be just that... I I want to know if either of you had any more insight than I do, but it doesn't sound like... All I
2: know about that whole relationship is that traditionally China has looked at North Korea as an annoying kid brother, like a really annoying kid brother, and tries Mm -hmm. to stay away from it as much as it can. Mm -hmm. But they are birds of a feather, and that's how it's going to be when you're that close to each other. And it's hard to believe that China is a freer country than North Korea.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you get caught... By the Chinese government and you're escaping from North Korea, you kind of have to, like, go, I guess this is across some water and then uh, into the mainland of China. Well, if you get caught by the Chinese government, they could send you back.
0: They could. And yeah. uh,
1: they they have, like, why? you wouldn't do that if you were, you know, like, this great country that was, no. you know... Take you know, I, I have
2: this—I have this like fantasy, and, and I hope it's true. I, ho- I hope it's—I hope there's several dozen people in North Korea that are listening to Free Talk Live on a regular basis on like a clandestine, like shortwave radio or something. You know, <laughs> that'd be awesome. You know, some shortwave radio from the '50s that they can you know power up. And I have no idea if we're on any shortwave
0: stations at this time, but that is the thing that. Uh, that people have done is dropped radios into north korea Mm -hmm. to allow people to tune into channels from south korea or the american government or whoever it is that's uh, that's transmitting into the country because in north korea you can get a radio but it's locked on to the official state channel so like you can turn it on you can turn it off You can
2: turn it up and down as far as the volume, but there's no tuning dial. I bet they have a permit system for it, too. Like, you need to have it inspected. Get a radio permit. Yeah, that could be. You know, you can't even listen to it unless it's inspected by a state inspector for hacking. You know, could you imagine being in? I'd I'd immediately be tearing apart that radio and trying to take any, like, blocks out of it and stuff.
0: Yeah, well, that's probably going to line you in uh, in a prison if they catch you. Can't you go to prison
1: for listening to K-pop there?
0: Yeah, if you South if Korean you have any your- kind of South Korean media, you will oh. be
2: punished. In, right in North Korea, absolutely. I think in North Korea the, the the women have like seven hairstyles to choose from, and the men have like three. Yeah, you have like to that.
0: basically wear the hairstyle of the great leader, right? Well, <laughs> or or whatever it is he's approved of how freakish yeah it's it's, it's a wild uh you know whatever you start researching north korea it's just absolutely a wild Well, the military thing.
2: does it right the u.s military does that they bring everybody in the military they immediately Put shave them all their heads haircut. and make them all look the same yeah exactly you take away your individuality
1: every time i hear about something that other people don't have the freedom to do and i do it just makes me like almost cry
0: yeah it would it would be very sad to find out that Yunmi park who has been an ostensible libertarian for some time now she's
1: I, been to our house right no she wasn't the one that went to the cac the Keene
0: Activist Center. No, I don't think so. There were some people from Liberty in North Korea that oh. came here and they did give a presentation uh, to the libertarians here in Keene. And they also, I think, did one at the, the library in Renee town.
1: told me about it. I thought for sure she said that it was Yummy Park.
0: No, no Yummy Park was not in that group. But uh, oh. Renee uh, did meet Yummy Park at a libertarian event in oh. Washington, D.C. Maybe that that's what
1: to. I was thinking of.
0: So, uh, like I said, if you know more about what Yonmi Park has been allegedly saying in regards to a potential invasion of China, I mean, I, that would be a real sad thing to learn about. I have not yet seen the actual uh, evidence for this particular claim. And, you know, if you're a libertarian, you shouldn't be rattling the saber for any kind of invasion anywhere. Uh, you should know that that's not going to actually make life better for the people in those countries. And certainly, uh, you know, getting those people out... And assisting with those uh, people getting out i support which is why i donated on a monthly basis to liberty in north korea which is a group that does just that that they they find out about people who are you know trying to escape or have escaped and they provide whatever kind of assistance that they can so helping the people escape through china for instance and get them to south korea because that's the challenge is you have to you have to escape from north korea into china and then escape from china (laughs) into south korea so it's a really long procedure to get out from or at least the the standard way of doing things would be to go go that way i'm, I'm sure there's other ways of doing it that are more risky for instance like trying to leave north korea and just go straight into south korea without stopping in china probably involves more risk of getting detected well they have by the you north know koreans
1: like guards at that what do they call it the
0: the demilitarized zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely probably cannot easily go through that way.
1: I um, another word for it, too. It's like, not ground zero, but something like that.
0: I don't know what that would be. They call it the DMZ, which is DMZ, the... DMZ,
1: that, yeah. That's, that's the thinking. shorthand Demilitarized or zone? Correct. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we can come back to North Korea in a moment, but what started this whole conversation about these tyrannical nations was the discussion about BRICS, mm. which is set to, according to RT which is a pretty reliable news source set to introduce a currency backed by gold. He
3: stated that if African states show enthusiasm, the group's expansion may also be on a Russia-Africa summit's agenda in the end of July. As of now, the BRICS group remains comprised of Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa. Former statistician general of South Africa Pali Lahola says the gold bank's currency will facilitate the advancement of developing countries. Gold bank's currency?
0: Gold backed. So an actual currency backed by gold, which hasn't existed on this planet in any kind of, you know, governmental sense in what, 50 years, right? Since Nixon Mm -hmm. uh, wiped it out here in the United States.
5: Avoiding using the gold standard. Uh, We have gone for almost uh, 45 years now since 1980 when this was dropped. This
4: is
0: Pali Lehola, who is the former South African statistician general speaking here.
5: Uh, And we have seen the consequences, particularly of this, uh, to the developing countries uh, when the dollar was uh, adopted as a a standard and gold, not as such. Yet against that, uh, there's been accumulation of gold uh, in the developing world. South Africa had a much stronger currency when the gold standard was still in force. By going the, the gold standard by many countries uh, that many African countries, of course, have, this will be of great benefit uh, to strengthening uh, their, 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 the currency, uh, the single currency that is backed by gold.
1: But what uh, part of the government is he?
0: He is a former statistician from the South African government.
5: Uh, it will facilitate uh, development uh, because, after all, currency is um, the quantity of material things uh, that societies have. If you use another currency based on material wealth or material things you don't have, it means that uh, you are at the mercy of that of that country, and it's uh, and they will charge commissions and the like.
0: Okay, so that's the report from RT that they are looking at uh, introducing a new currency or an, or announcing uh, that they're introducing a new currency backed by gold, uh, which is a huge thing. If this actually does come to pass, there's been a lot of talk about this in uh, over the years, but this is the first story that I've really seen that it sounds like it's happening. It sounds like they're going to do this. Now, of course, the first question is, for how long will it be backed by gold? Because you can't trust the governments of the world uh, to honor their agreements. You can't trust them to if they, leave it if, in
1: Fort Knox.
0: Well, yeah, we don't know what's in Fort uh, Fort Knox. You can't. And they're not going to be audited anytime soon. The theory is, of course, that there is no gold in in Fort Knox. But with regards to this BRICS currency, if they do launch this thing, this will be a huge hit. To the dominance of the dollar on a on a world stage, right? So right now, the dollar is the world reserve currency. It still is, even though it has been losing its uh, reserve status. It hasn't quite lost it yet, but the number of countries that are relying on the dollar in their reserves has been going down. As far as they've been jettisoning some of their dollar holdings over recent years, the number, uh, the percentage of central banks that have dollar holdings or at least the, uh, the amount of those dollar holdings has been going down. And so there's a good chance that if there's an actual gold-backed currency that is trustworthy, at least for a time, you're going to see a lot more of these countries start to rely on that gold-backed currency instead of, of the dollar. dollar. There's more coming up. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes to vote on. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by the treasury. In fact, that's exactly how we got this sponsorship. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first, nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at dash.org. Thanks to the Dash Dow for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160. We're talking about bricks. The uh, Brazil-Russia-India-China-South Africa alliance that is being applied to by dozens of countries. Now, they're going to have a BRICS summit. They have an annual meeting that is happening in South Africa. I believe it's coming up later this summer.
1: I can't add anyone else or else I'll have to change the name.
0: Yeah, you do have to wonder if they're going to keep expanding the yeah. uh, the acronym or just keep it as BRICS. And like then
1: LGBT. BRICS Plus. BRICS Plus? Yeah.
0: Plus, yeah. I actually think they already have a BRICS, BRICS Plus for some sort of economic purposes. But uh, anyway, the Alliance is talking about or announcing, according to RT, the report that we played here tonight, they're a set, quote, according to RT, quote, set to introduce... A new currency backed by gold. So there's been some talk about this for some time. And now it looks like it's going to happen. Now, uh, they say the decision is coming a month ahead of the bloc's summit in Johannesburg. So it sounds like it's been decided at what time this is going to happen, how long it will take for this new gold-backed currency to come out. I don't know what those details are, but I imagine we're going to learn sooner rather than later. Now, of course, cryptocurrency is still out there on the scene. It is still uh, something to be contended with. It is a, a what, one plus trillion dollar market cap at the moment. Actually, probably should get an update on exactly what the current market cap is. For. Bitcoin
1: went to 31,000 the other day, but I didn't it look did. today. It's
0: down a bit. Uh, Bitcoin currently at about 30,000. 30,047 is the price of one Bitcoin at the moment. Uh, the current market cap for all of the noteworthy cryptocurrencies combined is 1.2 trillion dollars dollars of that Bitcoin is about five hundred and eighty billion and that means bitcoins what they call dominance is at forty eight point one percent so of that one point two trillion bitcoins about forty eight percent of that value ethereum which is the number two uh, cryptocurrency is eighteen point four percent and then the rest of them make up the the remaining whatever that is
2: wasn't ethereum qualified as a, a security by yeah, Whatever. the
0: SEC is essentially announcing that every cryptocurrency, with the exception of Bitcoin, according to them, is a security.
2: I don't understand how they're arriving at that. No, it though. doesn't make any sense, but I that's mean, what I, they're doing. I can see what, they're, what they're, they're arguing for proof of stake. If you have a stake in something, then it's a stock, so it's a security. Ethereum is
0: now a proof of stake coin. They, they switched from proof of work to proof of stake at some point last year, I think it was. Uh, so they've changed how they, they mm-hmm. do their their system. And so, you know, we've been talking a lot about cryptocurrency over the years. You can't trust BRICS to keep their their new currency that they're going to come out with backed by gold. You just can't. You know, at some point, it may be backed by gold in the beginning, and that may be what it takes for them to take down the dollar. But once they take down the dollar and they get their gold-backed currency taken on by a bunch of central banks around the, the planet, at what point will they just decide to unback their currency by gold or only half back it by gold or whatever it is that you know the next move is going to be meanwhile cryptocurrency is still going to be out there still going to be attracting new users and
1: it's like you can look right at it instead of wondering
0: well when you say look right at it you mean you can look at the code it's uh, open source you can check the code out you can make sure it does what it says it's going to do and that is definitely true when it comes to Dash, which is digital cash. Dash is a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. You look at the top hundred cryptocurrencies out there right now; almost none of them are actually interested in being used as a currency. There are a few, and Dash is one of those uh, one of those elite few. In fact, it's been doing this for a very very long time. Dash was not a not only one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, like it's one of the first fifteen cryptocurrencies that has ever existed i didn't know that Uh, dash was also the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote dash in fact every month 10 percent of the mining rewards from the dash miners goes into a treasury and then anybody that has one whole dash which right now is only like 35 bucks i think for one dash i haven't checked the price in a few days but it's somewhere in that you know mid-30s range If you got one Dash, you can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. They will vet those proposals. They'll decide which ones move forward. They vote on them. And then they get funded by the Treasury. In fact, that's exactly how we got this sponsorship. That's how the Dash programmers get paid every month to keep improving on Dash. And nowadays, these decentralized autonomous organizations are plentiful. They're all over the place. There's one for Ross Ulbricht. There's one for Julian Assange. There's all kinds of DAOs out there. Dash did it first. They paved the way for DAOs by doing it almost a decade ago at this point. Uh, Dash is one of the oldest cryptos. It's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get. It's easy to use Dash. And you can start by learning more at Dash.org. And thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That is Dash.org.
1: What does it mean that there's a DAO for Ross Ulbricht?
0: They do fundraising, uh, as I understand it. I mean, I haven't paid close close attention to everything that they're doing, but I think uh, the the what they call it I don't know if it's the Free Ross Dow. I'm not sure the exact name of it, but they you've probably heard that Ross Ulbricht has created artwork while yeah. he was in prison. I believe that the dash or the uh, the Ross Ulbricht Dow. Has something to do with that selling artwork? I don't know if they're selling it for Turned him. Turned
1: it into NFTs. That's what it was.
0: They may be doing something like that. They may be bidding on that as a like a group to try to up the the bids or something. Again, I, I don't follow it closely, but I know that that they exist. Right? I can't use cryptocurrency, so it's hard for me to like spend a whole lot of time doing uh, deep research on something that I can't actually get into. But I know the Julian Assange one is fundraising for lawyers and and things like that. So. It's, uh, anyway, there you go. I hope that answered your question as yep. well as I could, but look into it. I'm sure that, uh, that you can learn more about it and you can learn more about dash at dash.org. Let's go to the phones here. Gigi is on the line in South Carolina. Gigi, you're on free talk live. Go ahead.
6: Good evening, everyone. I haven't called the show in for quite a few weeks. Welcome. And there are a few things I would like to get off my chest. Okay. First of all. Mega mega congrats to Nikki on her recent beautiful marriage. She and her husband should only have years of excellent health and He doesn't
2: deserve her that guy. For
6: one <laughs> I adore that woman. She is sharp. <laughs> and sweet and she didn't bright. Hear it. Secondly, is oh, nice here. Her
2: husband
0: is actually hosting tonight. Uh Matt our our co-host is Nikki's oh, yeah. husband.
6: Well, as they say in Hebrew, Matthew Muzzletough.
2: Muzzletough, l'chahem. Thank you.
6: <laughs> You're so cute. I love your wife. She is smart and always a lady on the phone. Yeah, she's
2: all right. <laughs>
6: yeah. You'll keep her for a while. Yeah. yeah she
2: does good. Indeed. And All right, my Gigi. Next what else? thing
6: is I was listening to something so interesting on a radio news program a couple of days ago. I'm a, I'm a news junkie like the captain, and it was quite eye opening. The journalist that was hosting the program—I don't remember the gentleman's name—was saying something to the effect, I'm paraphrasing, of how years ago. Nixon and Kissinger were ready to trash Daniel Ellsberg for being a traitor, getting his tuchus thrown in jail, and he was seen as a traitor because of not being transparent by our illustrious government with the Pentagon Papers. Daniel Ellsberg
0: was the journalist... Gigi, you have to explain here. Uh, Daniel Ellsberg was the journalist in the 1970s, I think, who... Uh, went public with the Pentagon Papers, which revealed, uh, what was it about the, was that the Vietnam War? What was the Pentagon Papers covering? I'm a little rusty on that. Gigi, do we lose you? Yep. Hmm.
1: We're just hearing fuzz from her line.
0: Do you remember, Matt, Pentagon Papers? I that am not was?
2: sure what, but I should know that because my dad was addicted to that whole story too, and I yeah. heard about it. My whole life. And I just I think I've, I think I get over in it by my dad. So I didn't pay attention anymore.
0: The Pentagon Papers were officially titled The Report of the Office of the Secretary of Defense Vietnam Task Force is a history of the U.S. Uh, United States political and military involvement in Vietnam from 1945 to 1967. And uh, the report was commissioned by Secretary of Defense in 1967. In June of 1971, small portions of the report were leaked to the press and widely distributed. The papers were first brought to the public's attention on the front page of the New York Times. In 1971, the Nixon administration obtained a restraining order to stop the publication of the papers, but the Times appealed to the Supreme Court, which dissolved the restraining order and allowed their publication. So this was like a, a big reveal uh, and it was Daniel Ellsberg who passed away recently, if I recall correctly. Uh, he had been the sort of the the main journalist that, his kind of the name was on this this release, and he got a lot of uh, attention, both I'm sure negative from the government people and positive.
1: And he got arrested, like Gigi was saying.
0: Uh, I don't know, Gigi. Are you still with us, Gigi? Did we lose you? I think we lost. I think we still yeah, lost she's her. She's gone. Uh, Pentagon Papers revealed the U.S. had secretly enlarged the scope of its actions in the Vietnam War with coastal raids on North Vietnam and Marine Corps attacks, none of which were reported in the mainstream media. For his disclosure of the Pentagon Papers, Ellsberg was initially charged with conspiracy, espionage, and theft of government property. Those charges were later dismissed after prosecutors investigating the Watergate scandal discovered that staff members in the Nixon White House had ordered the so-called White House plumbers to engage in unlawful efforts to discredit Ellsberg.
1: The so-called White House plumbers?
0: Yeah, these is a group I'm not familiar with, um... Maybe they were the
1: ones that brought cocaine into the White House yeah. the other day. Could
0: very well <laughs> be. They were in
1: the storage closet looking for a wrench.
0: So there you go. That's a little bit about the Pentagon Papers. Let's go to this caller. Call you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
1: Again, my house
6: number pooped out on me. Please excuse me. I'm calling on my husband's cell phone, but I was listening to you. Thank you so much for finishing my thought. That's why I adore you, because you you think like me. And so now we have another individual, Julian Assange and Edward Snowden, both seen as traitors, just like Daniel ellsberg was Mm, are we gonna learn that in 25 to 50 years they will be seen as heroes for freedom of the press
2: i hope so they are too late they already are yeah
6: (laughs) (laughs) and i have one more thing i would like to make a comment on if you would permit me the time thank you for the courtesy many sunday nights ago I was listening to your program as I generally do with my husband on Sunday evening. We enjoy the program thoroughly and we especially value how every one of the hosts always permit, even when someone is creepy, obnoxious and rude, their opportunity to voice an opinion make a statement, or perhaps a combination thereof. You guys uphold that principle big time. More power to all of you. Mm -hmm. However, it has been my experience listening to the program on Sunday nights in particular. And this happened to have been when Nikki and Matthew were not present because they were on their honeymoon, and Aria, a lovely intelligent, highly articulate lady was substituting that night and talking about different elements of the festival that occurred Mm -hmm. and how wonderful it was to hear all of that, that she was outlining for us listeners. Once again, Mr. Olson from New Mexico called in and in my opinion, this is just one lady's opinion his vocabulary and his choice of verbiage was vulgar, ungentlemanlike, and nothing to contribute whatsoever. Mm. Making comments about, Aria, why don't you, I'm paraphrasing Mr. Olson, why don't you remove your top and bra and do the show, do the broadcast topless? Oh, wow. I got to tell you, everybody, that does not contribute to anything productive i think you would agree but i understand how you It's worth
0: pointing out that Arya has done the show topless a number of times but yes certainly his call right, uh, was for uncalled to for Right say
6: that is so yeah. unnecessary yeah. if Arya wants to do that let it be Arya's individual yeah. choice
0: I right agree on. thank you gg for the call tonight and by the way if you want to write to Arya uh, she has an address posted over at her website, which is Ariadimezzo, that's spelled A-R-I-A-D-I-M-E-Z-Z-O.com. She's in federal prison at the moment, and I'm sure she would appreciate hearing from anybody who wants to uh, to reach out. The address is right there at the top of her website as well as information about how to contribute to her commissary. Apparently, she's had quite a few very generous uh, donations to the commissary account. So thank you, Gigi, for the call tonight. We appreciate it.
2: What a class act Gigi is, huh? She's a nice lady, for sure.
1: Yeah, anytime um, I do anything, and then one of the creepier male callers calls in and says, like, oh, Bonnie, it's so cute when you do that thing, or whatever. It makes yeah. me want to do the opposite.
2: Right. <laughs> to not be cute. That's but,
1: impossible. Yeah, I'll just stop being Go put cute. put
2: tons of clothes on. <laughs> Do you think, think uh, Arya can hear the show? No. She no. can't hear the show? Definitely not. Uh,
0: there is some kind of federal podcast app, apparently. Like, not every prison has these. I don't think Aria's, uh, what they call this, uh, camp. So sh- there's not even, like, a fence at this particular location. Uh, I don't think they have the tablets. I believe Ross Ulbricht's prison, wherever he is, I think in Arizona. or I'm not sure where they've got him right now. But they've got these tablets, and then on these federal tablets which obviously are not like as free as your typical tablet right like you it'll be only certain prison approved apps that are on there but they do have some sort of uh podcast app free talk live is not part of that app and i don't expect we'll ever be approved for that particular app the only have way you to, ever requested i tried to reach out to securus which is the company that is running this particular system and they have not gone back to me so mm. I'm not going when to. When was that? Uh, a few months back, somebody asked me to go and, and reach out. The prisoners themselves have asked uh, Securus for, for adding Free Talk Live, and they've gotten absolutely nowhere. And of course, that sucks. why would Free Talk Live be added to a federal, uh, you know, podcast app? If you are in uh, prison, you can only get Free Talk Live on broadcast radio. That is the only way to listen in prison. Only uh, problem with uh, that with Aria area.
1: is she. Yeah, it's not Arya's it area. Is
0: not in. Uh, I don't think we're on anywhere in Massachusetts at this time. Oh, wow. So, sorry about that so yeah, it's a bummer uh anyway aria com. you can write to her there and she definitely appreciates hearing from folks what so, about
1: tucson arizona what about it are we on the radio in tucson arizona
0: no not at this time not that i'm aware of uh so we were talking about north korea that happened to come up in the discussion about BRICS. but just to kind of round out the BRICS discussion uh it sounds like they're going to do this thing with a gold-backed currency which would be amazing now it's not clear whether well, they probably cons- pretty well trounce the U.S. dollar. If they that's do that. the idea. I and mean, I think that is that is what they are intending to do, is to give the countries of the world another alternative that's actually worth something, something that's actually backed.
2: I doubt that their motivations are charitable or... They want to take down the,
0: go- the U.S. government's dominance. I mean, that's what I think the, the goal is here, ultimately.
2: My question would be, will the people who live in those countries be forced to turn in any gold that they own?
0: Good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that the African, one of the African gold mining nations is mandating that 20% of the gold miners take whatever it is that they mine out of the earth has to go to the
2: government. 20%. 20%.
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
2: That's insane. Uh,
1: and that's I'd- like, you know, I mean, we get taxed more than that, but it's so in your face that that's like... Straight up, just obvious stuff. It's
2: Just that's Of course, that's what it is. That's where you're mining, you mining, you're mining, you back every available dump truck up to the mine, and you take all that mud wash that's not gold, and you take 20% of that, and you uh. dump it at the footsteps of the Capitol building in that country.
0: <laughs> now, what's not clear yet about this particular BRICS gold-backed currency is will this currency just be for the use of governments, meaning that... Is it going to be for, like, governmental trading between one another, governmental, uh, you know, we're going to buy your, uh, your currency and hold it as an asset on the central bank, right? Like that kind of thing. Or is it going to be something that the actual people of these countries can get their hands on? I suspect it's going to be the former and not the latter, but it's too early to say at this point whether this is going to be sort of internal to those governments or external to the people of, uh, of these places obviously it'd be best if it was uh, something that people could get their hands on that's actually backed by gold. Unfortunately, we're not to the point where, you know, the average person is interested in cryptocurrency yet. Um and and again, I would not trust this particular currency to be backed by gold for nope. more than 10 years or something nope. like that. Uh they they but either way, it's it is interesting to see this thing hitting the scene and it'll be very interesting to see what happens to the dominance of the US dollar as a result of that. I I personally I'm looking forward to seeing the dollar fail. I understand that that is not necessarily good news for people who hold dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got time, though, as Aaron Day, the Republican presidential candidate, who's the only one that actually is pro-liberty, is a free stater. As he points out, you know, uh, the transition is not complete yet into the CBDC or the central bank digital currency. They haven't actually gone through with that yet in the United States. So you do have time. To protect yourself by getting out of the dollar or the euro or whatever central bank currency it is that you're saddled with wherever you live.
1: You also have time to get to a place where you have a community. So if Walmart suddenly is out of stock of everything, you can still survive. You shouldn't live in a place where you don't know any of your neighbors and stuff like that.
0: That's good uh, good advice as well, Bonnie. If you are a libertarian, you ought to get to New Hampshire. That is the, uh, some are calling it the libertarian homeland. Uh, This is a place where you can actually have a community of freedom-minded people that you can do trades with in gold, that you can do trades with in in cryptocurrency. Right now, that that Mm -hmm. exists today. Yep. In fact, you just cooked up some, uh, pork like, chops. some pork chops here tonight that we got from Jay Noon. Yep,
4: uh, and who, I bought them with. I think we Bitcoin. can talk about
0: this because he talks about these things on the air. That uh, that you paid with cryptocurrency to yep. buy these uh, these pork chops, and they were absolutely fantastic. And you know, raised by free stater types, and you know, the government basically didn't touch the, <laughs> these uh, these pigs. Yep. So
1: he gives them less, uh, you know, dangerous things. For, to eat, dangerous mm-hmm. for humans. Like he doesn't feed his well pigs fed. soy. Yeah.
2: They, they and they forage in the woods too. Like he opens wow. up big big plots of land in the woods for him. So they go around eating acorns and That's stuff awesome. like that. They they're, they're real happy pigs. He had a hard time finding pigs. Uh, I I think this happened to Neil and uh, em, uh, Emily back in the day when they started uh, Bardo too. They had a hard time finding pigs that had hooves that would be um, appropriate for living in the dirt. Because pigs over the years have been bred to stand on concrete for the entirety oh. of their lives, wow. so the pigs that are born, like bred to live on concrete, can't can't get around in the dirt.
1: Wow, that's not Whoa. even how I picture like the average pig farm. I picture it like a big backyard with mud. I guess it's not.
0: It's yeah. a big Dang. cement industrial.
2: pole barn.
1: That sucks.
2: That's awful. It's yeah. like prison. Yeah. So having having this good this good meat to to fall back on from. Uh, from places like Bardo and from Jay are that's just fantastic. These people literally you know, feed this uh, liberty community. They do, up here. they do, and, it's, and it's you know, and, and it'd be it'd be great if there was even more people like that planting big gardens, things right. like that. And uh, you know, we're, we're literally going Galt here. This is Galt's Gulch from Atlas Shrugged. This is the true Galt's what is Gulch. That? Can you describe what that Galt's is? Galt's Gulch is where all the uh, productive people disappeared to as the government became more and more mm. uh, domineering in the book Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. So when that happened and uh it was just the government was making it impossible for anybody who was self-made to exist they disappeared and took their goods and services and muscle and 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 ability to a secret location in Colorado and lived there and it was called Gulch Gulch. Yeah, nothing can uh
0: help us more than more freedom-minded people than uh getting here and it, and it helps you, right? Like mm-hmm. when you join a community of like-minded people that already is doing the things that you dream about, right? Mm -hmm. Like being able to buy things with gold, silver, cryptocurrency, uh, trading with other freedom-minded individuals, kind of keeping it in the family, uh, so to speak, with uh, the, the marketplace, we see this going on all the time here in New Hampshire. They have what they call Market Day, mm-hmm. that happens regularly in different areas of the state, at least once a month. I think in many areas of the state, people come together. They bring the things that they do or the things that they make their their crafts or their their homemade you know whatever and the, the beef and you, know, you name it uh, mushrooms or you know, whatever it is uh, and they uh, they but they buy and they sell these things. They they hang out for a day and. Some people bring hot food to sell. Some people bring uh, hot tea. Some people Ice are to sell salsa. doing massages. I mean, there's all kinds of services that are available. And,
1: and most people prefer you to not pay them in dirty fiat. That's
0: that's true. They'll some will sometimes accept it, but usually people are buying things with the alternatives, and that's really cool. And the more people that we can get together here, the larger that economy can be, the stronger this sort of alternative economy, the alternative to the dollar, can be. I mean, that's just the bigger we get, the more effective we become, the more we're able to bring other local business owners on board with things like accepting cryptocurrency because we actually have people who are willing to spend it. Right. right. So, uh, there's more coming up here. I would recommend checking out the Free State Project if you're a libertarian or Voluntarist. Hour 2 coming up.
1: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
4: Free Talk Live.
0: Free Talk Live, and we're kicking off the second hour of the program. Phones are open, as always, if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join us online anytime you want. Just head on over to freetalklive.com. We do have our own social media site. Uh, Apparently, in the news today, there's some talk about Elon Musk suing meta the company formerly known as facebook uh apparently sent a letter to mark zuckerberg claiming that uh he believes that meta has engaged in quote systematic willful and unlawful misappropriation of twitter's trade secrets and other intellectual property now i don't know if there's any basis for this because like What is it that Twitter does that's so special, right? Like it's just a social media platform where you post microblogs, as I think they're called, and you can share them. I mean, essentially, Mastodon does the exact same thing. And I suspect Twitter isn't suing Mastodon because Mastodon barely exists as an organization. You know, it's just an open source project whereas obviously meta has billions and billions of dollars so i I presume that's what's going on here if you want to try out mastodon we do have our own server you can go to social.freetalklive.com you can sign up there and unlike uh, meta and twitter we don't have any kind of real serious rules on what you can and can't post there are a couple rules one of them is we don't want spam so there's actually a question that you have to ask or that you have to answer to get into the server which just simply asks you you know why are you here how, how did you find us why are you here that kind of thing and uh, if you give an answer that makes you sound like a human being instead of a spam bot then you'll get it uh the only other rule is no, uh, no, no snitching if you don't like what somebody says then just leave them alone and hit the block button don't report their post to us we don't care if you don't like it uh because you're free to post your opinions over at social.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your phone calls here. Pete is in Iowa. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Pete.
7: Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind? So I was calling today just to talk about the uh, pork chops that Bonnie had made, and I wanted to launch the first meme coin on Dash uh, Digital Cash Network.
0: I don't think you can do that, at least not that I'm aware. I'm pretty sure Dash doesn't have... Uh, tokens I know it, so it doesn't have an EVM capability to launch a token on it no so I, I guess it wouldn't, as far as I so know it does so not have misspeak, that
7: hmm? so, so I did misspeak it wouldn't be on the actual dash network but it would be in a liquidity pool paired to dash okay so it would directly support it.
0: okay so what are you gonna call so, it Bonnie's pork Shop's free talk live <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, let us know when uh, when it gets listed on CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap.
7: I'll get it on there ASAP and I'll call you guys back. I look forward
0: to it. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for the call tonight. Yeah, I think that uh, realistically, obviously he's joking, but realistically, you don't want to back your cryptocurrency with uh, pork chops because, well, they'll go bad very quickly. And, uh, you know, you don't want to back your cryptocurrency with bananas. You don't want to back it with uh, all kinds of different things that can spoil you want to use? Well, I think precious metals are a pretty good uh, backing for a cryptocurrency. Oh, a I'm crypto thinking that's token. probably
2: what what Bricks is going to end up doing. They'll st- they'll break. That's how they're going to roll out their uh, CBDC, and Oops. their CBDC will be backed by whatever gold holdings they say they have. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be rolled into a CBDC. Hmm. That is an excellent question. I I, I know China's already got one. Yeah, China already has a CBDC. So I. That's what makes me think that this is not going to be for the people. This uh, For those just tuning in, we're talking about the BRICS gold-backed currency project that apparently is moving forward to some extent. We don't know when and where this is going to happen, but I don't think China is going to allow its people to get their hands on a, an sure actual not. gold-backed no currency. So that's why I suspect that this is just going to be for nation
2: states. Yeah, governments should be powerful. People should be powerless. This is what they believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, so it's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie here in the studio tonight. Let's talk to Ricky. He's in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Ricky.
8: Thank you there, Brother Ian. Brother Matt, pleasure to meet you. Nice What's to meet on, you on your too. mind
0: tonight? Go ahead.
8: Well, Miss Bonnie, good evening.
4: Hello. Well, you know,
8: hey. You know, I was thinking about this, and you read my mind kind of, because I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about this, and I told, I did say it on the air that, La- that last week's show, that this week's show with Miss Bonnie as host would be better, and it was. And I have a couple observations in 5 May. Thank you. Now, of that night, you know, the only regular callers that called was me, could do, actually had a tie into my call, and Sarah, who did whatever she did. <laughs> the regulars are gone. You know what I say? Good. Because i tell you what was there. A bunch of new, fresh callers. Now I have serious issue with one of the regulars. I don't think I'm even going to dignify his name, but he had certain comments to make to the captain concerning Miss By, he's out of line. Because I think there's something funny going on with this, and you don't need these quote regular callers. Because I think that, oh honestly, no, I agree,
0: I, I totally agree, and I, I definitely that scare
8: people off.
0: I definitely appreciate it when we get new callers uh, or unregular, you know, irregular callers. Yeah, right I, people I that forgot we don't hear his name, but often.
1: I liked that guy from Utah yesterday. Just kind of going off on some of the conspiracy type things he well, Plus, it was cool—the
8: guy that didn't even know where you
0: guys were at. <laughs> well, I you know? mean, if you're new to the show, you don't necessarily yeah, no know. Doubt. Yeah.
8: Well, I did want to say that, and you know, I I don't I don't. Screw it! I don't like major pain. I really don't. I don't like it for a million reasons. I'm not going to it in tonight. It's going to come, but you don't need him. You said something
1: bad about me,
8: to Captain. He, he actually he did, as I remember correctly. It was Captain was on. I only caught
0: part of it. All right, it sounds like we got ourselves a collar beef here. Collar
4: beef. Well, yeah.
8: no, he was just really he was angry, and he was saying. Yeah, he, say, he well, probably got a little drunk. I can say this, but that girl, I can't this and that. I don't want to sound like that Ricky guy, you know, mm-hmm. I swear. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. But he he just he he's not very good. He's not a great mm-hmm. caller. He's Thank you played. for the input. Did
0: you have anything else you were calling
5: about? Yeah, tonight? I did,
8: I did actually. Uh and and I'm looking forward to the to the next show and I think as it's going, Wednesday nights are going to be one of my favorites.
5: But uh Thank you.
8: No, no doubt. I love it with the fresh callers, and you know, I, I noticed you sounded like a certain uh, famous host I know, but you know it's going to get even better as time goes on, you know?
0: Mark she sounded said, like a famous host?
1: Yeah, Mark said that I have a terrible voice for radio, and so do all women. That's an you
8: awful
4: thing to say. You sounded identical
8: to Brother Ian throughout the whole show, Miss Bonnie.
1: <laughs> well, thank
4: you.
0: Who, who does she sound like that's famous to you? that was you
8: i was kind of making a joke
0: i thought you said bonnie (laughs) sounded like someone famous
8: yeah you oh
0: okay uh no i don't think (laughs) so so. here's the one
8: comment i want to make that being said you know i did i was listening and you know i wanted to say thank you to you miss bonnie for being respectful the past two nights uh, when you announced me, but if I use the word cute and that sounded like creepy, it wasn't meant that way. It was meant very affectionately.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't it just really mean was. you. There is a guy and I won't say his well, name.
8: You didn't mean me. I'm
0: sorry. She no. said she didn't just mean you.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> right. OK.
0: Well, if you, you calling me Ricky from the
8: Commonwealth, I'll love you for it. Hopefully that's all, all right. right. But Go ahead.
1: That, that might have uh, came off as meaner than I meant. There was a way creepier guy that lived in Florida that would call in just to say, say something again, Bonnie. I love your voice. Oh, yeah, that guy. And it was so creepy.
0: Yeah. Hey, thanks, Ricky, for the call tonight, man. I appreciate it. Uh, the number, if you want to join us here, is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You guys had uh, brought up in the discussion during uh, the first hour about BRICS talking about north korea and china some of the most oppressive countries on the planet north korea generally considered the worst i think in the if you look at like the index of economic freedom for instance north korea is down there at the bottom of the list down Isn't there with down venezuela all of them? yeah it pretty much is uh, it's like down there with venezuela basically and i think venezuela ranks higher than north korea only because you can actually get some statistics from venezuela from independent sources and north korea you you just have to take whatever the state gives you so you have no idea what's actually really going on there from an economic standpoint unless you can talk to somebody who's managed to escape but every now and then uh you do hear news about what is allegedly going on in north korea and this one caught my eye recently it's from the express over in the uk express.co.uk headline kim jong-un facing revolt as north koreans call for the u.s to attack their country Though quietly and behind uh, closed doors, North Koreans are turning against Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un in what could see the country crumble. North Korea is described as the hermit kingdom, the world's last fully-fledged autocracy. It is presided over by Kim Jong-un, the 39-year-old Supreme Leader who controls every minute detail of his people, from their being able to travel and wear leather coats to their food supplies and Choice of haircut, as you pointed out earlier, Bonnie.
1: No, you pointed it out. I just was like really sad about that. No,
0: I pointed I think, that out. Oh you okay, pointed it out. But it wasn't me. Uh, I never
1: heard of it before until tonight.
0: Now you know. No and
1: one- I, it just made me sad because like I tried a new hair style tonight just because I felt like it and just the idea that you're not even allowed to do things with your own body in nope. that country is very sad.
0: Yeah, you can't. I'm pretty sure you can't wear blue jeans in North Korea, if I recall correctly, as well. But I could be wrong about the detail. Like there's certain types like of clothes a strict that are just country club. Yeah, they're not allowed. Just kidding. Uh, no one can leave North Korea, and very few can enter. But there are rumbles, murmurs that things might be changing. North Koreans have lived well below the poverty line for decades. The country's infamous famine lasted for four years between 1994 and 1998. And is perhaps one of the most gruesome and heartbreaking tales of a struggle for survival, one which saw stories of cannibalism and pure desperation. Of course, it's worth pointing out the reason why they had a famine is because communism.
1: Yeah. Because... Happened in China, too. Uh, with the cannibalism. Um mm. Lily yeah, Tang Lily Williams. Tang was
0: talking about that, wasn't she?
1: She said in Sichuan, where she grew up, mm-hmm. people obviously couldn't bear to eat their own children, but oh, they had God. to eat something, so they would trade children, dead children, with their neighbors so they could eat each other's children. And That's not...
0: about as ghoulish as you could possibly get. Awful. It's
1: crazy. I had never heard that before.
0: So, yeah, communism fails. It fails every time. And it usually fails in a spectacularly disastrous manner of just unending destruction and
2: death. And it's not the politicians that are going to pay the price unless you're Ceaușescu. Yeah, no, they they eat well, typically. Yeah, they eat well. Uh, Ch- the Ceaușescu success story was a beautiful one. What is the, that? Uh they, they dragged him and his wife out in front of a brick wall and they just shot him to death. And Who did? The, the, the military, actually. Is this is Russia? This is Romania. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So you can talk to uh, Virgil about that one if you ever run so across him. So he was the, what, president or something? Yes. And then... Yeah, he was the communist dictator of Romania for decades. Was it and a coup? Was it, it a military fell, coup? Yeah, when it all fell apart, they famously, were, it was mm. all videoed for the world to see. They dragged those, him and his wife out in wow. their fur coats and their opulence, and they dragged him mm. out into the streets and just cut him down, so like five or six guys. Just Until then, well. though, he ate really well. I oh, bet. yeah, he was. Yeah. He he died with a full belly, no doubt for, <laughs> The uh, country
0: is at a turning point, its economy continues to shrink, shortages of crucial items are growing, and the population is no longer entirely ignorant of the outside world, thanks to the advent of the internet and social media, despite those things being controlled by the state. And of course, as you know, that, you know we've talked about people smuggling drugs into prisons here in the United States, right? That's a possibility. It happens all the time. You can get drugs in prison. It shows the futility of the war on drugs, right? Like if the point being, if you can't stop drugs from getting into your own high security, uh, maximum security prisons, then how could you ever expect to stop drugs from getting in People's to the rest on of the, the country? Yeah, uh, And so same thing's true in North Korea. You just have to think of North Korea as the prison, right? So there's barbed wire and there's guard posts and there's you're literally living in a prison mm-hmm. country. You can't just leave it. And in order to get things in from the outside, you do what the prisoners do. You smuggle those things in. And luckily now you can smuggle flash drives in places where the sun don't shine right. if you need to. And uh and then people that the few people that do have devices that can accept, you know, a flash drive would then be able to watch a television show from uh from South Korea for instance or a movie from the United States or or whatever. And so this literally is something that people do is they smuggle in flash drives. Uh, into uh, into north korea you'll get probably executed if you get caught doing it or thrown into uh, a prison labor camp but it happens so uh so there are increased efforts by neighbors to expose their former compatriots to life outside in 2020 north korea further cut itself uh, off from the world after the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic it sent an already isolated country into the depths of the backwaters. A recent BBC investigation found that the situation in the country is the worst it has been since the 90s and the fateful famine, with vital supply routes cut off and increased interference in people's lives widespread. Three ordinary people were secretly interviewed by the broadcaster with the help of the publication Daily NK, which collaborates with a network of sources in the country. The North Koreans spoke of fear that they will either starve to death, as did their ancestors, or or be executed for even the smallest flouting of the rules. Some even admitted they longed for an attack by the United States in order to put an end to the tyrannical regime. Whoa. Among the people interviewed included a woman living in Pyongyang, which is the capital, a construction worker living near the Chinese border, and a market trader in the north of the country. The woman in Pyongyang said she knew of a family of three who had starved to death in their home. Given the name ji Yun to protect her... Uh, so protect-
1: recently... Even though the sounds like she's talking about recently,
0: yeah. Uh, if there is a famine going on in North Korea, the North Korean government is not likely to announce it, right? So you would have to find out from people who have escaped that something like that is going on. She said, "quote We knocked on their door to give them water, but nobody answered. The authorities were called and went inside to find the family dead. John Ho, the construction worker who also was given a fake name, said food supplies are so scarce." that five people in his village had died from starvation. He said, at first I was afraid of dying from COVID, but then I began to worry about starving to death. In 2020, North Korea stopped importing uh, grain. That's kind of crazy to
1: think even North Koreans were sitting around like scared of COVID. That's crazy. I well, really the North about- Korean
0: government denied any kind of existence of COVID for some amount of time in the beginnings of COVID. Then I think at some point... They changed their story about that. So for a while, COVID didn't exist in North Korea.
1: And if you couldn't get any good information and you know that, I guess I could see them being afraid that like, oh, China's finally done it. They're trying to get rid of all of us. Because at the very beginning of COVID, I wasn't scared of COVID because like, of a a cold. I was afraid that they weaponized something crazy and released it to kill us Mm -hmm. all. I thought the zombie apocalypse is happening or whatever.
2: Hey, uh, this house... (laughs) Once upon a time, Ian's laughing already, (laughs) had a brown handle on the entryway. I would spray that thing. I would follow these guys around like (laughs) preschool children. I sprayed the top of Chris Wade's head with (laughs) Clorox water because they were coming in. Who knows where they've been? I was spraying down everything. And I turned that brown door handle blonde (laughs) over a few months. I was, you want to talk about freaking out about COVID when it first, nobody else is, you know.
1: But you were scared of it for like the same reason as me. Like, yeah. oh, they have when done it. When I thought it. it
2: was, you know, yep, this is it.
0: Yeah. I thought right.
1: that, yeah, this was it. Like all the well, they had all those videos
0: make. from China. You remember yeah. all those fake ass videos of people yes. like keeling over, mm-hmm. which was probably just straight up saw propaganda, those. Probably. right? Probably I the never Chinese saw government. It. You never saw those. I
1: never saw that. Them. Was
0: very very early on. Right in like the first week or two. Right. Yeah. That was me very and early on.
1: my friend were sitting in his driveway, like the end of december 2019 and uh he pulled up a news story and said apparently like nine people died of some new virus in china and i was like oh my god that's creepy what if they're gonna do something with this and it wasn't like really big until like two weeks later
2: i was on my way to costa rica uh late november and i was already like arming up with you know Tons of I had a, like a really world class face mask that I wore everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, walk I remember walking into JFK. I flew out of JFK, and like the TSA followed me around because <clears throat> you had a because I had a face mask. And some random guy it was not okay. Then some random. I don't know who he worked for, but he was like one of the airline employees. But he was friends with all the TSA people, and they're all looking at me really suspiciously. And he just walks up to me. He's like, "Hey, why are you wearing that mask?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, there's a new there's a new disease coming out of uh, China and." you know, I don't want to get it. And he just starts laughing at me and he starts laughing at like he just got done telling them he figured that's why I was wearing it. And Mm. then I verified his his suspicion and they all looked at me very, very suspiciously Mm. on the way back from Costa Rica is when the news started to break worldwide that this is, I mean, it was already out, but people don't pay attention to anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like if it's not rubbing your face by the mainstream media, you're not, you don't know about it. We do, but average people don't. And uh, finally, the, the, there was a Swiss couple sitting on the plane next to me, and they looked over at me, and they said, we wish we had a mask as good as yours. Mm. We're, we want to go home. Like They were afraid of everything. So it, it really started to hit while the, the one weekend I was in Costa Rica. So,
0: so Traveling
1: in, during that time would have been creepy. Yeah. In
0: 2020, North Korea stopped importing grain from China. It also stopped buying fruit. Wait, I just want to point out.
1: Is it really, really smart that Ian was never, ever scared? Or
2: I bought him a face mask. I I went to Home Depot and cleared out every (laughs) N99 mask they had and brought. And I was like, Ian, I got one for you, too. And he's like, I'm never going to wear that. (laughs) Just take it back. I'm never going to wear it. And he was stone-faced, dead serious. He's never going to wear it.
1: After, like, maybe a month of it being really big, like, okay, supposedly San Antonio was one of the places that one of the ground zero uh, people in China that was American got shipped back and they were allowed to come to San Antonio. And a big story happened that apparently they didn't pay attention to him and he got to walk around North Star Mall right by my house Mm -hmm. and uh, was touching things. And everybody started really freaking out. And that was probably the beginning of March or the end of February. So why did I bring that up? I I can't remember. Okay, so at that time... I was freaked out for about a whole like month. Mm. Me and the person I lived with at the time were always checking the death rates in each country and stuff like that. And about a month into it, I started saying, I don't know anyone who's gotten it and I don't know anybody who's sick. But before that, I would wear a mask everywhere. I had like Mm. this little old um, chapstick that I would use to punch in the number onto my gate seat into my apartments (laughs) instead of touching it. Even though I was touching the chapstick every day, I don't know. And uh, like I couldn't see through my glasses because I didn't have contacts because I'd have the mask on and oh, gloves geez. at H-E-B, the grocery store. Oh, wow. I would just take off my glasses and then be basically lost. <laughs> I couldn't see either way.
2: But China, China can export a mean amine flu, but can they export wheat? Well, apparently they can, yes. Uh,
0: but the uh, North Koreans stopped importing the grain oh. that China was willing to export to them. Uh, They also stopped buying fertilizers and machinery needed to grow food in 2020. Just
1: denying that they need it?
0: I have no idea what the official reason for that was. It's not entirely clear, says the Express. If Pyongyang is truly desperate for money... As reports suggest, Russia has secured deals with the country for things like commercial aircraft, raw materials, and commodities in exchange for weapons and munitions. These goods, however, seem not to be reaching those in need. Kim continues to pump money into North Korea's nuclear arsenal, with 2022 witnessing a record number of of missile tests. If you want to comment, you're welcome to join us here. We can tell you more about... People getting pretty tired of the domination over their economy and their lives in North Korea. Is there going to be a revolt? Oh, the
1: military would revolt.
0: There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
2: It's Free Talk
0: Live and- If you want, the number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about the latest from North Korea. We haven't done a North Korea story here on Free Talk Live in some time. And the claim, because that's all you get really in North Korea is just people making claims. Uh, It's hard to get any real evidence of what's actually going on. There's a purported potential revolt that may be brewing behind closed doors in north korea they say kim jong-un may be facing a revolt as some north koreans are calling for the united states to attack their country in order to
2: liberate them i suppose
0: i'm sad that
2: that they live in a fantasy land where they think the united states stands up for what is right
0: yeah well uh they of course if you believe what the people say who've escaped from north korea the united states is the great satan to the people of north korea they there's you know purportedly, they're the ones who are attacking North Korea all the time. And that's why uh, the power goes out constantly in because North of the United Korea. States. The United States is attacking the power grid there. It doesn't have to do with the failure of communism and central planning. It's the United States government who is sending in you well, know, attack squads and bombing or whatever it is that they're doing. This the interview,
1: Those interviews with those people saying that they hope that the United States attacks kind of shows that maybe most of them don't believe that. Or a lot of them at least don't believe that because well, they were yeah. like we wish the United States would attack and
0: it is a good question of how many of the North Koreans believe what the government says and that's another thing that it's really hard to get a handle on because you can't just go down into the streets of North Korea and ask people questions right because they're not allowed to tell you the truth
1: How did those interviews come out?
0: Uh, secretly they yeah. were the BBC had a contact with uh, what's the organization NK Daily NK which is a publication that reports on North Korea using underground correspondents who are in North Korea. So they found some people through daily NK that were willing to talk on the condition of anonymity. And those are the people that they did the interviews with, but you can't just go onto the streets with a clipboard and a a a pretty lady and ask people a bunch of questions about, you know, what's life like? How are you liking Kim Jong-un? You know, you, you can't do that stuff because if you tried it, You would just be lied to by people. So you may be talking to individuals who do not believe the government, do not trust Kim Jong-un, want to see an end to the regime. But if they say anything like that, then they could be rounded up and put into a death camp. So it's like they're going to tell you what you... If you were able to ask those questions, they would just simply tell you whatever the official government line is. And you would have no way of actually measuring what the true undercurrent of... Uh, upset might potentially be how
1: do they have so many people if it's such bad conditions like how do you
0: i mean have you have you seen India? <laughs> there's a ton of people there.
2: the human
1: animal famine, is fairly though?
0: resilient.
2: there are people in India whose job it is to go down into manholes blind with no light into raw sewage oh God to unclog oh. these giant drains, okay. and that is their job. And they hold their breath while under not water, but raw sewage they, like, until they uh, and okay. they swim down in there, and then they swim back up out oh, of the mantle cover, and that is their job. Human animal resilience is right. Yeah. They will do whatever it takes to stay alive. Humans are really dangerous monkeys. Whenever I see that meme about <laughs> You know, I don't know if maybe you've seen it, but there's a meme that shows like, you know, this perfect sunny day neighborhood with perfectly mowed manicured lawns. Mm-hmm. And it says it's something it's a I think it's actually a pro gun meme or something. But it says I have guns because this is an anomaly
4: mm. like
2: this in the world. Yeah, yeah, like this, this whole, this whole, you know, prosperity and carefree thinking type stuff is an anomaly and it really is an anomaly like that 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 hasn't existed throughout time and the only reason it probably ever really did come into existence is the really hard work of people who were free to do really hard work on their own and keep what they earned and figure out how to spend it the best way they knew how and develop communities around that type of thinking
0: so uh yeah without an actual famine you will see the population of any place continue to grow right just because it can subsist on relatively little and uh, without with, without a famine situation, you still have relatively little. With famine, then you you're literally eating grass, and people are dying. Uh, but uh, and what they're saying here in this article is they they may be entering similar conditions now in North Korea because you do have stories about people starving to death in their own homes, and so that is an indicator that the famine may be back. Uh, but again, it would be very hard to gather what's really going on because there's no real means of reporting on mm-hmm. on north korea with the exception of the occasional rumor or whatever it is that people claim uh mong one of these uh, three people that they spoke to the market trader used to own a relatively booming medicine business earning enough to keep herself afloat she now struggles to feed herself and her family so she started to sell smuggled medicines it would prove to be the biggest risk of her life.
1: there is really underground markets in even the most closed down of economies anywhere. Of
0: course. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was what when we did have the people from uh, Liberty in North Korea that you mentioned come to Keene and speak. They were doing a speaking tour all around the country and we invited them here. And they came because uh, anybody that's willing to listen, they're willing to talk. For sure. And they were talking about the, I think it's a documentary entitled The Jang Madang Generation, or it might be a book, one or the other, maybe both. Uh, but Jang Madang means underground market, basically, and or black market. And they were talking about how, at the time at least, now whether this is true now, I don't know. But at the time, I was giving uh, Kim Jong-un credit because he was looking the other way about these black markets. Because they're illegal, right? Like if you're selling... Underground medicines or you're selling underground whatever food. If that's the definition. Yeah, you're you're breaking the law. And so they were letting people know that these things were happening without really any penalty. And the reason was, supposedly, the reason was because Kim Jong-un knew that the state system was failing people. He couldn't... Imagine this. Like, we talked earlier about how Kim Jong-un went to college in Europe. So the idea being that, let's just speculate... That Kim Jong Un isn't as much of a monster as his father and his grandfather were. He was raised. Uh, he's in his. He's thirty nine now. So in the nineteen nineties, during the famine, he would have been a teenager. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't. You know, unless they completely kept him from it, like uh, like the story of the Buddha, where he was completely uh, cut off from the actual from seeing the horrors of what was going on with the people of his country. If he was aware of it, then he may have. Internalized that at some level and then when he took control of the country the theory was that well maybe he's looking the other way on purpose maybe the black markets are being allowed to operate because he knows this is how people are eating mm-hmm. that this is how people are making money this is how people are feeding their families etc and that's kind of like the theory the theory being he was put in when his father died but not necessarily because Anything besides the fact that he was his father's son, right? And now he's got to deal with the party people, right? The Communist Party that is in control in North Korea, who are also very powerful individuals, right? Like the military, generals, and whoever else is the high upper echelons of the Communist Party there, many of whom may be as old as his father or, you know, grandfatherly kind of ages. People who've held these positions for a very, very long time. He's coming in as as the new kid, the chubby little son who's you know what's he going to do? Like if he actually wanted to if he actually wanted to change things.
1: Well, is he, he just a he puppet? Can't,
0: right? He he can't. Yeah. So, is he a puppet? I don't know. And this is all speculation. He he may be as much of a monster as his own father. But he couldn't like end communism, right? He can't just he's not the god to the people of North Korea as his grandfather is. He's hmm. they they haven't had that kind of propagandizing surrounding him.
1: Is all his family dead?
0: His dad and his grandfather are dead, but he's got uncles and a sister and. Hmm. I, think he, other I think he put his uncle to death. At some I, yeah, point. I heard that
2: they 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 fed his uncle some dogs or yeah, something. Yeah, that, like that happened.
1: Does he have brothers?
2: I don't. Know. I, I think heard, he does have. He's got a something. sister, but hmm. I've heard the sister is even a larger she's psychopath cold. than he is. Yeah, she's supposedly. like ice cold. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah, like did a monster. Did she go to school outside? I don't of know her story. North I believe Korea? so. I believe mm. she did. Yeah, it wow. wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, I don't know. So anyway, that's like the theory, right? Like that he was allowing the the black markets. He wasn't cracking down on them, knowing that they exist, just allowing them. I don't know if that's still true. I don't know, you know, what the interactions are between him and these communist party people. But that was the theory. So anyway. Uh, Let's continue with this story. So this woman was saying she was smuggling or rather selling smuggled medicines and she was caught. She had to bribe an official with, quote, money I didn't have. I barely got away with it. She told the investigation. When new clampdowns, Myung-suk has been monitored by the state ever since. In what is a blunt yet risky admission, Chan-ho, the construction worker, blamed the international community for not challenging Kim. Going as far as to say he wished the United States would attack his country. He said, "Quote the UN, U.S. and UN seem half witted. Only with a war and by getting rid of the entire leadership can we survive. Let's end this one way or another." Myung Suk agreed, saying, "If there was a war, people would turn their backs on our government. That's the reality.
2: That's not how good revolutions yeah. occur, though. I, they come from have the outside. You mean he's yeah. never going to happen from the outside? I mean, in the in the in the American Revolution, the French kicked in because the the French had a vested interest." Right. They mm-hmm. they also they hated Britain with a passion. So it was easy for Ben Franklin to approach the French and say, Hey, we can use a little backup on this if you don't mind. So they ran static. You know, the French ran static for the for the US the the, the American irregulars. Did they actually
1: fight on the American land with us? Yeah.
2: Yep. Oh. Yeah, there were there were French legions. And uh I mean there's a there's a <clears throat> There's places all over the Northeast called, you know, named after French generals and stuff like that. In New York, we have uh, within ten miles of each other, we have Fayetteville and Lafayette, hmm. which are named after the Marquis de Lafayette, of Lafayette, who commanded a huge, huge battalion of troops to uh, to to fight the Revolution with the Americans. So, so think about the
0: mentality, and you're I think you're right about this. Like, it has to be up to the people to get rid of
2: these. Mm-hmm. Control freaks.
1: Yeah, not trying to be mean to him, but it's a little um, irresponsible to be like, well, you guys are stupid. Hurry up and bomb us. Yeah, but you got (laughs)
2: to think they've also been raised as children their
1: entire lives. Yes,
2: that was the point I was going to make. Think Mm -hmm. about the mindset of the
0: average North Korean who has been propagandized. Mm -hmm. Heavier probably than any other people on the planet, they are so dependent, mm-hmm. right, on the, the status quo. Americans are, too.
1: That's I was saying, that's coming from us Americans.
0: That yes. is. That is. These guys are probably worse off. I mean, they're so dependent and so afraid. I mean, Americans are afraid, too, but they don't really realize it, right? Like, they know they're paying taxes, but they don't really know, like, they have really thought really hard about what's going to happen if well, they
1: don't, it's which really is the sad. problem. It's yeah. a sad situation when somebody does know, they figure that out, mm-hmm. they start to get a little fired up, but then they like have kids or have something else in their life that they care about, and then they suddenly become really scared, and then they pull yes. back from all of that. I
2: want to know how bad it has to get before the average person finally takes stock and said, there's no one coming. It's mm-hmm. up to us. It's yeah. up to me. I don't know. know if that'll ever happen in
0: North Korea. Because the people there are so afraid. Remember, there's punishment for you and your family if you get caught working right. against the government. And so it's not just, it would be one thing if you were just putting your ass on the line. And it's a whole other thing when you're if you were willing to take the risk and then you think, oh, wait, they're going to kill my children. Right. They're going to kill my grandmother. They're going to abduct my, my, my family. They're, they're going to erase torture my them. family name. Yeah. They're going to torture them. them. They're going to put them in a prison camp at best. They may kill them. The best case scenario is they'll go to a hard labor prison camp. I think the best
1: would be just being killed.
0: Yep. The best would be killed. That's a a good point. Instead
1: of, like, starving is a terrible way to die.
0: Well, they did say that you can pick uh, bits of corn out of fecal matter at the prison camp in order to sustain yourself if you're really hungry. Oh, my God. Uh, That's what some people have reported who've managed to get out of these places. So so you can understand why somebody would say to themselves, well, I sure do hope someone else comes in and solves our problem for us because they are living in a state of fear that we can't even imagine, right? Like it is hard to really in- imagine what to to empathize with that person because as bad as we've got it, it ain't that bad by by comparison here. And I say that as somebody who's under federal lock and key basically right, yeah. under uh, bail conditions. So going on, Uh, ji Yun, the woman who lives in Pyongyang, wanted nothing more than to live in a society that didn't go hungry and spy on one another. Governments around the world have done little in the way of communicating with Kim. The most progress was made under former President Donald Trump when he visited the demilitarized zone in 2019, in the process becoming the first sitting president to enter North Korea. We talked a lot about that here on Free Talk Live when it happened because it really was a momentous uh, kind of occasion. Donald Trump deserves... I think a lot of credit for trying
2: to make some inroads
0: there. He was making friends with
1: Saudi Arabia, North Korea, and Russia. Yeah, it
2: was an epic move on his part. It was a really memorable thing. Yeah,
0: unfortunately, it didn't end up panning out in the long run. They didn't end up ending the the Korean War officially, which was what they were supposedly working towards. And, and of course, Trump's out of office at this point. Maybe he'll rekindle that when if he gets reelected. But anyway... Uh, while many at the time believed it could be a moment the north koreans were granted greater freedoms others uh, simply claimed it was a pr stunt for trump that bore little for the country's people the visit was fleeting and no progress was made in its aftermath north korea has few if any allies it has ties to 164 independent states but china is recognized as perhaps its only real and significant partner as the pair share an 840 mile long border even then many say china only puts up with north korea rather than encourages it Wang Chenjun and Richard McGregor, writing for The Interpreter, said a combination of China's desire for peace and stability, tensions with the U.S. and Taiwan, the uncertainty of South Korea's position, and competition with Washington are all factors Beijing considers when propping up the hermit kingdom. Sokil Park, who represents the Liberty in North Korea group, link, which I mentioned earlier, which supports North Korean escapees, said there is, quote, a devastating tragedy unfolding in the country— for now, North Koreans struggle to survive the day-to-day, unable to look to the future. So, uh, I wouldn't say there was a whole lot in that particular story about a revolt under uh, Kim Jong-un, but I hope that they have something. I hope something happens
2: for these North people. Korea seems like a, a, a social experiment of appropriate proportions to find out how far into just... Being a kept animal, human beings can be. Mm-hmm. You see every once in a while these dogs that are so emaciated, they're tied up to a stick and they just, they could bite their owner. They could bite and kill and eat their owner and get a nice fat meal, but they won't. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if this is just a test to see how far the human animal can be pushed on a broad scale, because that's all North yeah. Korea is. That's, that's what all I was thinking is. about,
1: like the Chinese lockdowns. It was so... Irrational. It was there like were the welding end of COVID. people
2: into their buildings. Mm-hmm.
1: It was and like then
0: the buildings would catch on fire. Yep.
1: People would get COVID, and not that many people were dying. It obviously, I mean, first layer, it obviously wasn't to stop the spread of COVID, and they didn't really believe that. I, I think that it was, you know, like an experiment, like you're saying, or just a, a way to scare people so bad into not, you know, this is what we can do, and we'll do it again, type of thing.
0: In other North Korean news, apparently, according to Fox News, in a story published yesterday, uh, North Korean citizens are now going maskless in large groups, indicating the country has rolled back their intense COVID 19 restrictions. Dang. So, Does the, so, yeah, their blanket mask requirements have been ended as of the beginning of July. So, uh, Whoa. a little bit of good news.
1: 2023, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, the U.S. federal government just ended its state of emergency, didn't they, uh, within the last few months yeah. on COVID-19? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, if you want to comment on North Korea, by all means, feel free to weigh in here. I've always found it to be just, you know, fascinating, like a train wreck is uh, is fascinating. You, you, know, you have to look. Uh, it's absolutely just horrifying, the things that have allegedly gone on over there. I've read uh, some books, uh, at least one book about it while I was in, I think it was while I was in jail, and then I've seen a few different uh, documentaries, and it's just, it's something else. It really is something else. I mean, if you want to really learn what the worst of the worst is in the world right now, then look to North Korea. I mean, China's bad, Russia's bad, North Korea's worse than uh than both of these places and and we only know a fraction of the story because we only hear so much from the people that are able to escape let's go to the phones we have bad slave on the line in new hampshire go ahead bad slave
9: oh thanks for taking my call yes sir. hey uh, it occurs to me that uh that the uh failure of of trump to actually make much progress with north korea was by design, I, I'm uh, pretty certain that, uh, the, you know, the enemies of the U.S. are, are cherished in a lot of ways, uh, whether it's China, whether it's, you know, North Korea, Venezuela. Cherished they, by they, whom? By the U.S. government. Why? Like the deep state Yes, of course, the deep state wants to keep, the, you know, the the conflict going forward. I mean, they, uh, you know, if if we really achieved peace across the globe, you know, that put a lot of friggin' deep staters out of business.
1: Yep.
9: Big time.
2: Mm-hmm. I think in order to get rid of the deep state, you first have to get rid of the state. Indeed. If there is well, a state, there will always be a deep state.
9: Well, I, you know, and and they're just kind of, uh, you know, less, uh, you know, in the front of things, less obvious to us. You know, they they they've got a huge bureaucracy, even if they if you somehow discount the the deep state, but the. But the deep state is, uh, you know, it, it, it depends on, on uh, there being uh, an
1: enemy. What I really think that the deep state is are master psychologists, like people who know how the human brain works and they aren't afraid of get, uh, running out of power because they know that as soon as something starts to happen, they know how to spin the situation on the mm-hmm. media or, you know... What propaganda to put out, what situation to make seem like it's happening to twist everyone's minds about what's happening and uh, make people. Right now, it's just like ignore it. Or if something big was happening, like a mutiny in North Korea, they'd start operation. Like, there's this other war, uh, a group of neo Nazis that are in the North Korean. <laughs> ranks Mm, right you don't want Mm -hmm. the neo-nazis to win do you
0: (laughs) right right thanks bad slave for the call tonight i gotta disagree with him on this uh and i'm more i'm with you on this one matt that it's the state is the problem the deep state to me is just this uh whether they exist or not is just a political uh distraction
2: yeah i think they exist but i think whenever you have something like a state, whenever there's a concentration of power, the worst people and the biggest dirtbags who are power seekers are going to do whatever it takes to fall into that power, you know, get themselves into that power. And that can be as benign, which it's not really benign, as your local cop. Mm hmm. Or it could be as bad and as egotistical and self-serving as a politician, but the truly bad ones are the ones that want to control the politicians and the cops. And those guys stay off the radar, but they are absolutely in the depths of the deep state. We're not talking about even corporate dirtbags that are getting into the government. These are probably the same old central banking institutions Mm -hmm. that have been running the show for hundreds of years at this point. Uh... And I wouldn't doubt it if most of them are related. They all know each other and, and stuff. And, you know, there's a system. Well, deep state or not, the thing that uh,
0: Bad Slave said at the end of that call is true of the state. And that is that war is the health of the state. War is the health of the state. So whether it's whether you believe in there's a deep state or or not... They still want to have the enemy. They still want to have the bad For guy. Sure. They still want to have the other that they can point to and use as an excuse to go to war, whether it's the Nazis or whoever the, mm-hmm. the bad guy of the moment happens to be. I don't
1: know be. if you're kind of like just anti bad slaves' call because the word deep state, I'm the one that brought it up, not uh, bad slave, but I was just saying it because that's what people, that's the most common term. Like people used to always say, you mean the Illuminati? But it's just the. Trump made it popular, but it's this term for a group of people, not the visible puppets, Mm -hmm. but the ones that like who tells the media what narrative to start pushing when they all start pushing the same narrative at the same time. It's not Joe Biden.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. And there is such a thing as fifth gen warfare. And I, every you know, every once in a while, I get to bring that up on the show. Sure Fifth general Warfare is basically psychological warfare. Very, very, they're very good at it now. And it, when I say warfare, I mean a military is involved. There are definite warriors, boots on the ground committing this. And it's it's heavily planned. It's, it takes a certain skill set to be able to enact it. They're doing it. we got more coming up here. If you want to
0: weigh in, the number is 603-283-6160. And uh, the latest attack against the Free State Project. We can talk about it coming up. It is Free Talk Live. You're invited if you want to join the show. We're kicking off the third hour here. The number for you is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been talking about North Korea here a little bit tonight. Also, the Free State Project, the Migration of liberty-oriented people, libertarians, voluntarists, liberty-loving anarchists uh, that are coming here to New Hampshire. As the three of us have done, we Mm -hmm. would not know one another, likely if it weren't for the idea of bringing like-minded, freedom-loving people together to the same place.
2: Best decision I ever made, and I came with almost nothing when I got here. And you've done well. I've done pretty good. It's been a slow, hard build, but you know what? Is the best thing I ever did.
0: A well, few things worth
2: doing are easy. That's
0: true. Uh, so we can dig in a little bit as the latest hit piece has come out from one of the Free State Project obsessed uh, counter groups that are out there. There's a group of haters, essentially that really don't like the Free State Project, and they uh, they released a report. Let's,
2: let's not overstate the the size of this group. These this is a small contingent of really ridiculously left. Hardcore, and I think uh, the 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 leaders of the group are receiving a mysterious working wage paycheck from somewhere too.
0: Yeah, the theory is is a George Soros Got funded yeah, organization. Soros. Granite State Progress, I believe, is behind this group, and behind Granite State Progress is allegedly mm-hmm. George Soros. This is coming from a group called Granite State Matters, which is oh, a, I was the same. I believe it is the same. I, my understanding is that essentially Granite State Progress is podcast they decided they were going to put out their own show to reveal the truth about the free state project uh (laughs) so we've got some news about that coming up here but let's go to your phone calls and thoughts first renee is on the line in louisiana go ahead renee
10: yeah i mean uh, i want to know what you think about uh self-defense i mean it it costs and there's governments and there's people out there like uh you know human history is full of things that's happened like the the, the the beauty of the Viking invasion was there's no self-defense for their victims. You know, they got away what they want till finally self-defense was beautiful. initiated. Yeah, I
2: think he's well, saying was it was beautiful, beautiful for, the,
10: but for them. It was not for the darn victims. Yeah, the but, domination. So what, I didn't think he thought well, it was
1: great. I just thought it was a weird word to use. Yeah, well, I mean, they got away with it so
10: easily and so successfully because uh, until self-defense appeared and then their, their age was gone and then you just have plain old small-time piracy because the, the the Vikings were pirates. But anyhow, they are, there's many schemes self-defense. It costs money, you know, governments do it. They got good governments and bad governments, but you gotta have it unless you want to be like Lichtenstein and the uh, if I could say, the Jehovah Witnesses love Lichtenstein because they don't believe in Joining the military, they hate the military. But Liechtenstein lives under the umbrella of Austria, mm-hmm. other European countries, and the Pope being there to behead the other European countries to protect the existence of Liechtenstein. So well, Liechtenstein, you know, Liechtenstein, have it? an army does?
0: Okay.
1: Well, I don't think that you need the government to have a military.
0: You could have a private defense force, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, and well, everybody I mean, being uh, armed themselves is a militia, like the, like the military is what militia means.
0: Renee, I think you said you wanted to ask a question about self-defense, and then you just kind of went off about it. Oh, so I will not really
1: no, sure. I feel what y'all got to say about that, because
10: once again, there were, before that was the Wagner Group and Kellogg Brown and Root and Blackwater, that was Rogers Rangers. They were hired by the infrastructure, the colonial infrastructure. You're talking about mercenaries and the Mercs. Yeah, yeah. But Rogers Rangers was one of the earliest, hired by the Americans, but the The Pinkerton men I think were
0: private investigators, private cops, right?
10: Yeah, but the Mm -hmm. problem with private militaries is they don't have big weapons to 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 go against state sponsored weapons and armies. I mean,
2: some of the most dangerous some of the most dangerous fighting forces are small heavily trained huge pains in the butt and sometimes they're not even heavily trained they're just armed and they have focus and they have an axe to grind those are the most most recently look at
0: afghanistan (laughs) i mean like you got essentially a group Uh, of cave dwellers
2: in america though it's
1: really rude way to call it call them every time you bring up afghanistan Ian.
0: I mean, it's not untrue in some cases. You've got a, a group yeah, of relatively... Some of
1: them may have dwelled in cages unsophisticated. or caves,
0: but... You've got a group of unsophisticated fighters who are willing to put it all on the line, willing to uh, suicide bomb if need be, setting up IEDs, uh, running uh, trucks with bomb, you know with explosives into them into key points and running out the okay. most well-funded, okay. largest military on the planet after yeah. 20 years. A few times yeah. they
2: did the U.S., they did yeah.
0: Russia. They, they did yeah. Russia as well. Yeah, you're right about that. And
10: that was self-defense. That. Can, I, can, I, can I comment about Afghanistan? Yes, sir. In world history, Afghanistan's been invaded about... Uh,
0: A
2: million times. I believe
10: seven times. Uh-huh. Alexander Macedon, three times with the British... The British had two somewhat, one very successful attack on Afghanistan. They went in there, they raided, they came out. One time they went in there, tried to occupy, they get watered down like the Russians and the Americans. And, uh, of course, you had Russia, you had America. I believe that's about it. The British three times, Alexander, Macedon, America, and Russia. Mm-hmm. With America and Russia, you had opposing forces, they were the most probably still did it, but you had opposing forces helping them, like the CIA helping Afghanistanis, and then the uh, Iranians helping the Afghanistanis against the Americans. But the thing is, how would you deal with private armies if people don't want to show up? I mean, you know, you still have to have government. Somebody say, look, you signed up or you pay taxes or you live here. We need somebody here to come help us out.
1: They would just have an agreement I mean, for why they joined, like you'll get this out of it yeah. and they would it would have to be something that would they would want I don't think like, they maybe would, even just defending themselves would be the thing they wanted. Well,
0: yeah, I mean if you're talking about we're talking about national defense here, right? Like that's yes, the question. We are. Yes, we okay, are. so if we're talking about national defense, We're talking about people actually defending their own homes and the homes of their neighbors and and their families. We're not talking about sending a a military squad over to some other country here, right? So if we're talking about national defense, then I don't think you're going to have a problem with people showing up.
2: The United States has the—I just got done saying in the break that I'm pretty sure North Korea has the largest standing army in the world. It's like a million standing infantrymen. But that's an organized army. If you want to talk about truly the largest military force in the world by far no contest is the American people. Like there gun-owning are gun owning American, American people. There are literally like I think 110 million gun owners in America and most of them thing. have like several 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 I mean the AR15 owners of America could, could arm everybody else in America that mm-hmm. isn't if may they may really add needed one
10: to. Last thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm not that religious, but according to the Bible story, one of the reasons the Israelites got overtook was nobody wanted to show up to man the borders. Like you know, you might have had that you might. I mean, some generations maybe up north, but there's some people out there that just don't care. They're not gonna go do their share. Well, then you're
0: not gonna do a care. great job if you if you force them into military service. And
1: the other problem right, if they is they don't care. Why live among people who you think don't care? Like, just go move to a place where you, uh, lots of people say they care.
0: Yeah, I mean, the yeah. only other solution yeah, like- besides voluntary solutions is coercive solutions where people are drafted and then forced to fight against their will. And I think if you talk to people in situations where they had to fight alongside draftees, they would tell you they would prefer to fight without those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't want to take somebody who doesn't want to fight and then try to force them to uh, into conflict. So voluntary well, solutions are the only— Vietnam was
10: bad, but huh? World War II is great.
0: To tell that to the people I think that that's died. what he's trying
1: to say. He, he's agreeing with you because Vietnam, there's a bunch of drafts. There uh-huh. are people You're who bad. were drafted. They drafted in Vietnam, people in
0: World War II as well.
1: Generation. Mm -hmm. I think World War II was less that, like more people wanted to get in the fight.
0: fight. Yeah, right. Well, that's the point I was telling you before. If there's an invasion into the United States or there's an invasion into Louisiana or wherever, you know, whatever city you live, then people are going to be into defending their own homes. I mean, that's just the reality of it.
10: Uh, I don't think California
0: would care. I mean, well, then that's their problem. So what?
2: I think my, you know, care. my advice to Californians: if there's anybody who cares about them, their their own well being, especially if they're liberty people, they should not be in California at this point. Right. They should be as far as they can possibly get from California, i.e., I New mean, Hampshire. If the people
0: of California aren't willing to put their own defense forward to some sort of attack or invasion, enjoy your sunny weather. Then you sure as hell shouldn't go over there to try to bail them out. No, oh, I-, I was there one time; and
10: it was pretty, but I'll never go back.
0: Yeah. Hey, thank you, Renee, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. Go ahead, Sarah. Sarah, in New Mexico, going once.
1: Got us on speakerphone. Oh, Sarah, it's
0: too bad. I think she had a really interesting topic tonight. She'll call back. uh Let's talk to Skeeter. He's in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Skeeter.
11: Hey, I heard you guys. Well, I heard the new guy demonizing uh, politicians, but. Uh, the true evil is brought about uh, perverted incentives of the voters, since that's who they're catering to. I say uh, democracy is a type of market experiment, even though it's doomed to fail. I also have criticism about your strategy of secession, but I'll bring these topics up for another debate at another time. I, I, I don't really, want really like to how he just up. like
1: keeps going and going and going. Like, did Matt have something to say about that thing he was criticizing? What Matt said.
0: But matt's not new by the way matt's been here many times but over he years he hasn't had to deal with the mosquito skeeter yeah. is new to the show so he's well, am new never... to thursday nights so i've never been on a thursday you've been night on before here yeah. on a thursday yeah, you have, have I? before jay noon was in you were pretty regular
2: oh that's right thursday, thursday was nights, the night yeah. right.
0: but skeeter's new to the show so all right skeeter yeah i get what you're saying bonnie uh i don't know if there was, he was much just rambling for matt to he just res- said
1: three different topics yeah, i don't like... know if
0: there really was much for matt to respond to in that he said the,
1: that the government isn't the problem it's the voters
11: it's this, it's really the system that that perverts both, but uh, so I kind of don't I kind of you know look on the voters and uh, politicians more favorably, less cynically than he does, and so I really was hoping to uh, bring up some clarification and closure about my government is a monopoly on justice statement. So 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 I'm reading at the moment and dispel your mischaracterization that government is simply a monopoly on violence or aggression. I didn't think you'd fight me so much on it, so I didn't prepare my statement with a lot of detail. So, so now you're just going to read from a book. It's uh, more efficient because uh, you know, there's things you wanted more detail. Because I tried to, I didn't think you'd find me on it, so I, I, made it as brief as possible without detail, and I didn't think like what book are you reading early. from. This is this is this is my own uh, writing. Oh, I your own writing. I just did it. I just did it
0: uh, today.
1: No, you see, this Took is worse back. because it's like we want to have a conversation. If you're just reading, it's worse than when you just call in to Monologue. Yeah.
0: How many sentences are we talking about here, Skeeter?
1: It's only a few. Right?
11: Okay. I mean, it's going to be quick. It's quick enough for you to just process, and you can, you can. Okay,
0: prepare, and you're yeah. so you're going to argue that government is something besides a monopoly on violence here? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And okay.
11: I'll explain to my other statement when I made monopoly on justice and why it's, it's a better characterization. So uh, let me explain the matter and put this matter to bed, right? Government isn't a monopoly on violence or aggression. It's a monopoly on justice. Legislation, that means legislation and enforcement. And it isn't a monopoly per se, meaning monopoly isn't what truly defines government, meaning monopolistic competition isn't inherent in how it provides a a good or service. Government is only a monopoly in the goods and services that the market fails to provide
0: namely that's false and-
1: yeah, that's a ridiculous claim uh the
0: market provides all kinds of services that the government would all, would like to monopolize but in some areas does not
1: the market would provide these things if the government didn't have the monopoly on using violence and that's what everybody means when they say that now you understand skeeter oh, right i suspect he
0: doesn't don't, understand. You, don't you
1: change your view or, or like because you see evidence like counter to what you uh you used to believe or are you just going to keep rambling the same thing no matter what you hear come from us and at that point i don't see the point of having a conversation with you
11: i just got to transition into listening mode so i was just into reading i wasn't even listening to what i was saying uh so i don't even know what i was saying at that point when you challenged me but uh, can let me just finish and then remember this point and bring it back if you can Okay, because I'm not even listening to myself. I'm just trying to get my points across. how is yeah, this more
1: efficient? This is a more efficient way to have a conversation if you can't even like hear what you're saying.
11: Give the other people random time. I'll be quick. I, I, I'm really quick. I, I I'm self-aware, right? So government is not Ooh, is okay. Only you just said monopoly. you weren't. But...
0: Go ahead with your uh, your book.
11: <laughs> government is only a monopoly in the goods and services that m- the market failed to provide, namely public goods, and grossly unprofitable projects. And you can make a case that most of the public goods it provides are really unprofitable projects, like protecting IP, for example. The private monopoly is inefficiently Like checking property. what, for example? Protect,
2: protecting IP. Yeah, so the... Intellectual
0: property?
11: Yeah, that's... Well,
0: there's uh, no need for anything like that. We don't need to have intellectual property at all. And, and this is the thing that we stopped you on and now that you're not reading and you're hopefully actually having a conversation with us uh, this view of a market failure and that's why the government needs to take over is just ridiculous I mean there's just absolutely nothing that the market can't do better than the government
2: monopoly system the market can protect IP if I we really wanted it to it could try BIPCOT no gov yeah, but that's not going to stop somebody from copying something and sharing it. No, for sure not. But there's uh, when you buy something, you can uh, make an agreement that if you buy it, you won't do X, Y, Z with it.
3: Yeah, yeah and that you sounds
2: fair. That. You, yeah, you break that agreement, you've committed a, a crime, even in a free market. Well, you'd be going. liable for whatever the said you are liable for, that goes, for, sure, yeah. liable for so in that case. So therefore, the free market can even provide for IP, which is granted. IP I just want garbage.
1: I want to, since he said he wasn't listening when I said something earlier, I just, no. Oh, no, he
2: wasn't listening while
0: he was reading. Yeah, but so he, he wasn't said, listening can you bring to his up. own statements. He said that, but yeah. he also
1: said that's why he couldn't hear what I was saying. I see. I he understand. said he had to switch out of uh, speaking mode and into listening mode. So I just want to point out one thing that you said is just false that the government provides things where the market can't provide it. Well, that's like saying that there was a society before governments. And they were trying to do, you know, everything, but they just couldn't provide for um, military or policing and and things like that. And that's just, that's just false.
2: If there are things that people want, someone will step up and provide that. It's the typical control freak viewpoint. It's the typical uh, socialist
0: centralized really power viewpoint is oh, all these market failures. We need to have a centralized to prove government. what
1: he was saying. We would have to have a past. We could point to where there was like no government controlling people. And we just couldn't figure out how to do things like run a currency, have a police force, a military force. And he can't point to something like that. So it's just false.
2: You could even run a charity in a free market. It doesn't even have to be for money in a free market. You can do things charitably.
1: Hello. I don't think he was hello. listening to a word of that. Maybe Go you was hang up on him. Yelling hello on the radio. I, are are
11: are you just uh are you not listening to my comments? I didn't even disagree with you about the society doesn't need protection for for IP. You didn't even listen to my comment. You you just We listened,
0: listened to where you people. said that there's market failures. And let, me, let me read that. Me read no, that you don't need to read it again. This is the, this will be the third time that you've read it. We heard what you said, Skeeter. Why don't you get specific and talk about the market failure that we need the government to uh, solve?
11: I gave an example of an unprofitable project that the government takes on, such as protecting IP. So I have said... Picking on the responsibility
0: of protecting IPs. And we all Matt about, said
1: was that a private company could do the same thing.
0: Yeah, we explained to you, Matt explained, that that can be done without using the government, and it doesn't have to be, quote-unquote, unprofitable at all. In fact, a lot of the things that are uh, out there trying to protect IP was developed by industry, not government, like mm-hmm. copy protection.
11: I'm I, I I just so upset because I, I'm thinking... We don't need this protection for IP. That's what I'm saying, right?
0: Okay, well, we would agree with you on the idea that IP or intellectual property shouldn't even exist... But the reality is there are people that do think that that's a good idea. They do want to have some sort of protection for their ideas. And I say let them try. Let them uh, do whatever they want to do about that. And those of us who support open source and who support copying without you know asking for permission will continue to support those things. Thanks for the call tonight, Skeeter. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603 283 6160 I mean generally we don't want people just reading passages from books on a show because it is very hard to you know have stop down and have a conversation about those things but at the very least if you're going to read something even if it's brief you should at least know the words that have just come out of your mouth and be able to defend them especially if you purportedly wrote them as Geter <laughs> was saying was he wrote that passage
2: he's self aware
0: <laughs> Yeah all right uh so let's see statement. So the Free State Project under attack constantly by the uh, enemies of liberty here in New Hampshire. The Free State Project, for newer listeners, is the uh, migration of liberty-minded people, thousands of them coming to the same geographic area. This relatively small state of New Hampshire with 1.3, 1.4 million people, and then working towards more freedom in our lifetime, hopefully. That's kind of the idea. It's been going on now for roughly 20 years since uh, New Hampshire was chosen. I believe October of 2003 was when New Hampshire was chosen as the destination state for those of us who ended up moving. I moved in 2006. Matt, what, 2012 Uh 20,
2: 2013. 2013. July, July 31st, 2013. I'm going on my 10 year right now. Nice. Crazy. And uh,
0: Bonnie in 2021.
1: Very early 2021.
0: So uh, the haters really hate the Free State Project. Hate it. They really hate it. because it's Venomously. Because it's so successful. Because the Free State Project has been tremendously successful. Arguably the most successful libertarian anything on the planet. And I'm including whatever Libertarian Party things that have happened in the last 50 years that they've been around.
1: Liberland
0: liverland is a neat thing but it hasn't really gone anywhere um but the free state project's only been around for 20 years and has had more success than i would say the entire libertarian party combined in 50 years oh for sure and so that's why the haters are zeroing in on the free state project that's why there are groups like granite state progress that have an entire like section designated towards following the free state project obsessing over the free labeling state labeling us a hate group falsely labeling free staters as a hate group etc and they have themselves a podcast called granite state matters that wrote a lengthy screed about the porcupine freedom festival and the free state project so we'll just jump into it here the free state project they say oh, oh headline free state project update making new hampshire an anarcho-capitalist homeland the Free State Project has 92,000 followers on Facebook. That's one for every 15 people in the state. It's a good sign for a group that intends to turn New Hampshire into their libertarian homeland. Now, why the number of Facebook followers matters because they're almost certainly not people that are here in New Hampshire, per se. It's people from all over the world that are following the Free State Project, but regardless— uh, he said uh, the person who writes this says it's hard for residents to take them seriously when they change their legal names to nobody. Oh, huh. and Dan taxation is theft. Berman, who doesn't even live yeah, here, yeah, he doesn't live
1: here, and that's uh, pretty rude to just uh, uh, you know insult nobody simply because he changed his name to nobody.
0: The reason, of course, he changed his name to nobody was so he could run for governor as a Republican to oppose the current incumbent, therefore giving people the opportunity to vote for nobody. If you
1: can't look past somebody's name name to find a reason to respect them, that says a lot about you.
0: This is the level of uh, attack that we're we're looking at here, Bonnie. Uh, The number is 603-283-6160. If you want to join the show, we'll continue with the hate piece here, the hit piece in moments and you can join us as well here on Free Talk Live. we got more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here at the number 603-283-6160. That's 603 283 Ian, Matt, and Bonnie joining you here tonight, and we're talking about the Free State Project, the migration of liberty-minded people coming here to New Hampshire. There's already been some tremendous victories uh, that we've had here because, hey, as it turns out, if you actually concentrate liberty-minded activists in the same geographic area, you can accomplish things. That the other liberty people spread out in the other 49 states could never even dream. Of coming to close, uh, they to, couldn't to even
2: it. conceive of what we're doing here yeah. in their in their own in their own place. So. And you'll
0: get an overview of some of these uh, victories, like the gun freedoms that we have, the medical freedoms, political freedom victories, uh, also best practices for moving here to the free state and finding housing from the folks over at Porcupine Real Estate in their upcoming uh, upcoming series of webinars that they're going to be putting on. They have been putting these things on. In fact, you can watch previous episodes of these webinars on their YouTube channel, which is called. Porcupine Real Estate. These are the people you want to talk to about finding a place to live here in New Hampshire. If you're a libertarian, if you're a voluntarist, liberty-loving anarchist, you should be talking with Mark Warden and the crew at Porcupine Real Estate. And these webinars are a perfect excuse where you can sit down, you'll get a presentation, you'll I'm sure get to ask questions of people who have been here for some time. They know the community, they know the the lay of the land when it comes to real estate and uh, they can help you and sometimes you just want to spend your money with other libertarians and there you go perfect excuse to get started up here in new hampshire get in touch with them by going to move.freetalklive.com i know that's our url but it'll forward you right over to uh the porcupine real estate website where you can get signed up for the upcoming webinars there at move.freetalklive.com they are free to attend by the way you just have to get signed up for them Move.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Sarah. Sarah. Oh,
1: something maybe up with her phone. Oh, that's something? my bad. Oh. I
0: had her turned down. Okay. Now we have you, Sarah. Go ahead.
1: Are you with me? Yes, yes
0: we got, we got you. you. Go ahead.
6: I'm the phone. Okay, am I off?
0: No, you're on. You're on the air right you now. You
4: sound great. Okay,
8: yeah. I just, uh, anyway, uh, Um, I was, uh, I, okay, I was listening to the news and it turns out that the human trafficking was the most profitable for the cartels. Oof. It was announced on the news. Yikes. So, I guess the aren't, don't they they they're responsible for the um the bringing in the illegals? The what what are they involved in the cartels?
1: Drugs? Aren't they mostly involved in that? <laughs>
0: Well, they're involved in anything that's illegal, okay? So the reason why a cartel would want to get into a specific business is because they can make an inordinate amount of profit on that. Uh, They're not going to be likely selling legal products because there's a ton of open market competition in those areas. But things that are prohibited, such as people crossing borders, guns, and drugs, cartels are likely to get involved in those things. So what you're saying is the reports that you were hearing about said that they make the most profit on smuggling humans.
8: Well, I, no, the human trafficking is that is that forced prostitution. Not I think
2: always. How it, I understood. it could be that it could be lots of different things. It could just be moving so, people from one place to another. You know, right?
6: Is that is that what they're talking about? But uh, the human trafficking is the bringing in the illegals and selling the the
1: women um, when they were here. And and I heard it could be that. Color. They don't typically yeah, mess with like American citizens, so because Sarah said selling women that are here, probably not.
0: Yeah, I don't know how often the cartels are involved in that. I have not. I have not personally heard a lot about it, but that doesn't mean it isn't happening. Certainly, they are involved in the actual trafficking of humans across the border, and it is not uncommon for those people to essentially become victims of the the coyotes or the cartels or whoever it is that's bringing them over because. In return for the uh, the transport to the United States, they may become essentially indentured servants or slaves uh, in some way. Whether that's sexual or not depends. They could just be working out on a farm or whatever uh, you know the job happens to be that they're uh, they're forced into, and they essentially have have to work, or they'll be sent back, or possibly killed, or or you know whatever. Maybe they'll hurt their family, that kind of thing. So that i mm, so, I suspect yeah, they're so. saying that that's particularly profitable because if you have a human slave, uh, then I guess you're profiting from every hour that they're working.
1: I think for she you misunderstood Sarah's first thing. She didn't say that the thing that cartels make the most money on is human trafficking. Oh, she sorry. said the people who do human trafficking cartels make the do the most of it, right Sarah
6: well I w- I w- the announcement was that they make the most money. Human trafficking. That's so what I thought. I, I, uh, what I'm understanding is they're prostituting these people that they bring over. That mm-hmm. that's how I am understanding it. You know what I mean? So that I I kind of I kind of believe that is true. You know, I, mean, I find it, it hard concerned.
2: to believe that that prostitution was making them more money than just selling coke,
1: drugs, and guns and stuff.
2: Yeah, that stuff is easy to move. Prostitution that seems like it'd be a way like a lot more moving parts and costly. I mean, there's a lot more overhead with prostitution, it seems. I mean, you have to feed a person and make sure they stay alive. Wouldn't and, it
0: be called sex trafficking if it was prostitution as opposed to just human trafficking? I think trafficking? sex
2: trafficking would fall under the banner, under the umbrella of human trafficking. It
6: would. So
1: human trafficking, that's how they, that's how they label it. You know what I mean? That When they say human trafficking, that's what it means as prostitution. No, I don't human think it always means that. that. No, yeah, it means both things, are It means prostitution like selling some human's uh body and it also means just right. moving someone like there were these this um uh, in san antonio like last year there was this semi-truck that was found abandoned and apparently somebody had they had paid somebody to drive them out there but something went wrong mm-hmm. and they locked them all in they left them all locked in there And it was in the summer, and they all died died in the like 37 people in the back of the semi. Just got abandoned in San Antonio heat, which is really hot. Uh,
0: Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. And yes, according to Wikipedia, human trafficking is the trade of humans for the purpose of forced labor, sexual slavery, or commercial uh, sexual exploitation. So, yeah, could absolutely be just straight up you're working on a farm, you're working, you know, in a factory, you're working, uh, you're, you're. doing lawn maintenance or whatever, right? Like there could be all kinds of forms of human trafficking. So thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. Uh, we go to Dr. Butt calling us from New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, uh, let's see. Dr. Butt is fine,
0: but it's actually major butt. I go by my rank. When did it turn
1: to doctor just because I made that joke? He point got on...
0: an upgrade, I guess. I think it was Uh-oh. you, Bonnie, that did that.
7: Yeah, actually, yeah, I am, I am a butt doctor. Uh, hence, Kadu's uh, comments today about uh, uh, being uh, having the world revolve around me, actually, I'm the I, I do a lot of work with black holes, Doctor Butt, and the the uh, the whole whole galaxy revolves around me. Kadu,
0: got it. So you're a galactic doctor. Okay, what else?
7: Yeah, a galactic Butt Doctor working on them black holes. Mm-hmm. So we got um, the the joke a, the first some, time. Well, there you, you you may have an IQ of 177. Ian, but some of your listeners only have an IQ of 77, <laughs> so therefore the repeating is valid.
0: Fair enough. All right, what else were you talking about?
7: And uh, and and notice I haven't even mentioned some of the some of the co-hosts. That's a joke. Don't get mad. I know Matt got it. The rest of you might not have. <laughs> the rest the, of um, you.
1: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> so rude.
7: So yeah. Well, wh- well, why so rude? Why why should I not be rude? Why, that would be a change from. uh the 15 years I've been calling you. How old are you? How old were you? Have you been uh, calling the show ago? Ago. for anyway, 15 Bonnie.
0: years? Uh, I was
1: born 15 years ago.
0: No, you aren't. That you haven't been calling that long. Yeah.
7: What year was Adam Kokesh on the radio
0: in Albuquerque?
7: God, I have no idea. Because I called uh, several years before Adam Kokesh was on the radio in Albuquerque. You called our show. I did. I called once and it sounded so rinky dink. I didn't call back for a couple of years. Okay. And then I gave you a second shot when Adam was on the, the air locally and reintroduced <laughs> me to you.
2: I wow. think it was like 2009 or two thousand Wow. Okay. All right. That's 15 years. So long, I
4: didn't know we long, did a long, radio long,
7: show. Long, 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 long. I can't say the A word, so I'll say a long butt time. Um, Indeed. Anyway, serious stuff. There, there's a flaw in, in you guys' uh, thought process that I've been trying to communicate to you for a long time. And the fact that I haven't gotten it through to you, you can blame on, on me and not on you. So let me try one more time. Go for it. The, the, you, you're having a debate with Skeeter and you have this debate with a lot of different people, but it just came up again. Skeeter was uh, faulting the voters. And I actually agree with Skeeter because it, 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 uh, it lends to uh, uh, my, my point here. And that is that the, the system of government that was set up for you is not actually where the flaw is and not actually where the, Problem is, and the the Skinner guy, I believe the Skinner guy said the quote about the Constitution that can't prevent the stuff is is uh, worthless. However, that quote goes, Ian
0: probably has it memorized Spooner. Spooner. Uh, Spooner. I was thinking, who is Skinner? You're talking about the, the psychologist. See, I have a one
2: 179 IQ, So <laughs> I know that that's Spooner.
4: Yeah.
7: Anyway, so the um, the the problem is the actual problem is. Uh, oh, there's another quote too that that comes into this. That, that our system, and I forget who this is by, and I'll paraphrase it, that our system is unsuitable for a for, uh, uh, population that's not moral. There's a quote that surrounds, that surrounds what I just paraphrased, and that, that is the problem, is that the voters have failed to utilize the quite good system that was set up for them. The voters have failed to enforce that system, and therefore criminals, this part you agree with, therefore criminals have come in a gang organized crime has come in and taken over your government but the system
2: was designed for organized crime the system was literally designed exactly for that purpose i just can't
1: believe that voters are actually voting no you're
2: you're not correct people say government doesn't work government works exactly as it was designed to work and that is okay then here's a test
7: here's a test if if what you say is true and you want to secede and set up some other form of government, how are you so sure that that government will not secede? Oh, we don't. I don't,
2: I don't yeah, have no, no, no. any desire to set up a government no. after I succeed. After uh, I secede. Thank you, Dr. Butt, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah,
0: uh, those of us who are at least in the liberty movement that want to see secession would prefer to not have a government at the end of that particular activity. We do understand that it's still likely uh, the uh, the New Hampshire state of New Hampshire government people will still be there. We will likely not simultaneously (laughs) abolish them in the process of seceding from the United States. However, at the very least, the New Hampshire government people are local to us. We know where they live. We can go out front of their house and protest if uh, if we want to. We can hold them much more accountable than people who are a thousand miles away yeah, in Washington D.C.
1: The governor's house. Before I also flipped him off on yeah. October 13th, the day of um, Footloose getting arrested for saying "Amen."
0: The system is immoral. Uh, to come back to what he was saying prior to uh, that, uh, the idea that somehow a moral people could make. A system of democracy a moral thing is yeah,
1: moral people understand that there's no such thing as human authority over another human to tell them what they can and can't do with their bodies
0: right and we understand that democracy is just two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner so it doesn't matter if you put a bunch of moralists in charge of that particular
2: process yeah. if but they're I, not okay to mention with using the subjectivity violence. and the subjectivity this swirls around the word morality you know, everybody mm-hmm. has a different morality. You know, what is it? What, yeah. what does that What does that even mean? Yeah, I suspect you know, it's quite different between Skeeter
0: and Dr. Butt and, for sure. and those of us totally in the different.
2: studio. You know, there, there's, there's 8 billion different definitions for that, for that term. You know, someone was saying, uh, you know, I th- oh, it was uh, Cody Brown. He used to live across the street here, Cody. Mm-hmm. But he, he he's opposed to the non-aggression principle, not because it's a bad principle, but because... There's no such thing as morality particles. You can't sprinkle morality on someone, have them suddenly be moral according to you. It's a different thing for every single person out there. So
1: I I think that the the non-aggression principle just doesn't actually answer every single moral question, and that's fine. It's just the bare bones. It's like we can get along. We can live in this society together if you can at least believe this. If if I have other little sensibilities that you disagree with that offend your sensibilities, we can uh, still live peacefully and work in a community together as long as you also don't believe that you can shoot me over not right. agreeing with my sensibilities. Yeah,
2: the, the, it starts off with a, 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 a an a priori statement like, most people don't want to be attacked by other people. Agree with me there? Seems pretty true. Mm-hmm. Most people can agree with that. Uh, everybody basically can agree with that. Everything past that statement is minutiae.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't like how there are some people that really believe that, like, the things I consider morality beyond the NAP, the non-aggression principle are what's gonna bring liberty or what's not gonna bring liberty because they don't know that and they there have been many uh people try to come uh convince me, like in Twitter fights or something, that if everybody isn't their religion, basically, then we're gonna not end up having a free country because oh well the other the other day was just OnlyFans. Somebody was uh arguing that if OnlyFans is okay to our society, then there's no way that we can live in a free society because blah 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 blah, something about his own morality and it just I just don't like that I don't like that idea I think it's if you don't want to live around people that would be okay with having an OnlyFans you should be free to move away from them. You should f- be free to not do business with them.
0: Move to Florida or Texas, where they'll pretend like they don't like OnlyFans. Right. <laughs> I don't secretly- think this
1: person should move. I think he just needs his mind changed.
0: Then they'll secretly access it when their uh, spouse or whoever. But one thing I want to say
1: about uh, Davis' thing right before we move on is just: I don't want to take away the personal responsibility aspect of what he was saying. That it's like partially the people's fault. I just think that it's it's so annoying that he points, not annoying, but it's just that I think it's wrong that he points to, like, the voter specifically. Mm-hmm. I think the people are putting up with immorality uh, that the government is p- perpetuating. Ultimately, it's not like some elites out there controlling you that are making you live unfree. It's your your own decisions.
0: Yeah. I mean, the reality is
2: the system attracts people who are corrupt and people who are corruptible. It and was framed who are up and, and invented by people who were corrupt. Sure. George Washington was a terrible an absolutely garishly bad human being. and mm-hmm. as soon as he got into power uh, running on this history of being against taxation, he immediately instill, uh, in, in put uh, uh, put a tax in place on the whiskey uh, right. distillers and guess who that. owned the largest distillery and was one of the only ones that could afford to pay that tax. His uh-huh. distillery. Yep. I did not know that yeah, detail. He was... was
1: taking out the competition. Yeah, uh, he was
2: taking out the competition. I'm shocked. Be-be-be-be. He's a dirtbag. <laughs> George Washington, our country's daddy, was a scumbag. scumbag. I believe it. Uh, so back
0: to the story here from the Granite State Matters group, the attack piece against the Free State Project, the latest one. They say, but they're serious about their plans. Free Staters have been moving to the state for two decades, and when presidential candidates start showing up at their fair, they think mm-hmm. they're nearing their goal. And then they point out the different people that showed up, like never Robert thought of Kennedy. it as a fair. Yeah, she's bent out of shape because Robert Robert Kennedy is a Democrat. Yeah. Well, she also mentions the Republicans, like uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, and then another Democrat, Dennis Kucinich. Apparently, was there. Uh, she says that goal, or he, whoever the author doesn't say. That goal is to make everyone in New Hampshire free, free of rules, and free of laws. Also, free of government-issued currency, public schools, public libraries, zoning regulations, speed limits, drug laws, and environmental regulations.
2: It sounds like she's done her research yeah. here. It seems pretty accurate. As uh, usual, uh, she's advertising magnificently for us. For us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is, um, the, must be the same person that made this meme that went around a little bit ago. It was... Free staters cutting off branches of a tree mm-hmm. and it, it said something like New Hampshire public good at yeah, the top and yeah. they were cutting off things like environmental funding yeah. school public school funding and, and you know they were trying to say that make that mean as if it was Scary. a bad thing and yeah. we were Taxes. sharing it because it was awesome.
0: Yeah. I love it when they do this for
1: Cutting us. Cutting down the branches of a bloated government?
0: It would be up to individuals to come together and reach a consensus on which private company they want to pay to build and maintain their roads, bridges, and sewers. Quote, oppressive democracies would disappear and the free market would resolve all difficulties through laws of supply and demand.
1: Yeah, it's we a, hate sewer workers.
0: <laughs> it's a flavor of libertarianism from uh, one step up from anarchy. It's called anarcho-capitalism. The model they hold up for their society is the Wild West. In Lancaster, New Hampshire, at the private campground where Porkfest is held, anarcho-capitalism ruled. Some practitioners prefer the name agorism. Agora is Greek for marketplace. Agorism denies that the government has the right to ban, legislate, or tax any consensual exchange of goods or services. They believe they have the right to smuggle people into the country, own prohibited weapons, employ children, sell drugs, procure sexual Wait, the services. the Democrats
1: are really, that was the end of that beginning statement, just that we shouldn't have the right to s- s- smuggle people into the country.
4: Uh,
0: a
1: Democrat saying that is a little shocking. Yeah, that's people should saying. be allowed to cross of the border. A uh, Democrats
0: support restrictions on borders. I mean, look at what oh, look at what Biden does. i almost called him Oh yeah, Biden. Uh, <laughs> look at what Biden does.
1: Yeah, he's terrible on the border. Right?
0: Uh, shoppers at Porkfest were offered discounts for using cryptocurrency or gold coins, but the FSP's keen New Hampshire poster ch- poster child of cryptocurrency was not present. Ian Freeman is currently serving ten years in prison. Where did she get that for money laundering <laughs> conspiracy? He was present. Are you like a government <laughs> robot put here to do the show while the uh, real Ian is in Serving general? a prison sentence of 10 years for conspiracy to launder money, operating an unlicensed money transmitting business and tax evasion. But yet here I sit.
1: It's all public, too. That's the thing about like people who it's one thing if you're just a person on the street and you're misinformed about Ian Freeman's situation. Like, yeah, I don't blame fine, you sure. at all. But if you're writing a report about a thing, it's yeah. all public. It's, it's not hard available to find, to find. Let yeah. me
2: tell you something. I want, you know, we're always trying to get people to move to New Hampshire for their own freedom and to help us here get even more freedom, make this even better than it already is. This Granite State Matters, Granite State Progress, whatever they call themselves in in the minute, um, they're always advertising for us like Mm -hmm. this. They make us like this sounds like when they're complaining, it sounds like something out of a, out of a dream for a libertarian that's living in in New York State, and I'll tell you what: for those of you who do decide to move to New Hampshire, even if you just come to scout it and check it out and see what it's all about, which I which I did uh, this week in 2010, um, when you get here, one of the most fun things you can do, you can go to a Democrat meeting where Zandra Hawkins <laughs> is speaking, and I'm not kidding because you walk in there and it's wall to wall 75 year old democrats mm-hmm. and she's basically a, a an actual commie infiltrator on a, on, on probably soros's payroll on mm. somebody's payroll for sure it's her, this is her living um and she's talking to them and trying to turn them against you know anything freedom oriented and definitely against free staters and you sit in that audience and you stand up and you ask her hard questions. Dress as a Democrat. Wear a wear a, a flannel shirt and some khakis, and look like you pulled in in a twenty year old Volvo, and <laughs> you got a, a an Obama sticker on your car, and it's aging, you know.
1: Uh, Act Stephen as if you're that.
2: one of them and stand up and ask questions about why you should hate these people or oh, yeah. why how would how would an increase in this tax help us? And <laughs> I think this person
0: who wrote this is actually not Xandra, but not. uh Well th- there's more Jeannie than one of them, Deitch, but Xandra's kind of the ringleader, you yeah. know? Yeah, she's so a the ringleader. I had to scroll what? all the way down to the bottom of the story and the copyright on the the claimed copyright is from genie's journal and i think genie deech is the likely author here uh a little bit more so she says i'm in prison for 10 years Uh, by the way for those that are paying attention you know i haven't yet been sentenced for the victimless crimes that i was found guilty of at a jury that um, you didn't do yeah so that's a whole other story anyway laws don't matter anarcho-capitalist agorism Agorism is a plank of the official twenty twenty three New Hampshire Libertarian Party platform, which is run by Free Staters and other anarcho capitalists. Mm. Carla Garrick, another porkfest speaker, chairs both the revolutionary Mises Caucus of the New Hampshire Libertarian Party.
1: That doesn't exist. I don't think that's true. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no a lot Mises, Mises caucus. of uh, New Hampshire. And so Carla's another a Republican. False thing. Yeah, she's registered as a Republican, I think, yeah.
0: And she is on the Free State Project Board. Yet another speaker was Jeremy Kaufman, which she misspelled. He is a freestater who ran for New Hampshire's U.S. Senate seat as a libertarian. He told the Boston Globe, quote, democracy is a soft form of communism that basically assures bad and dangerous people will be in power. My, my, My hope would be that you can simply make New Hampshire unattractive enough that if you want there to be a giant welfare state, what are you doing here? And then she's got photographs from Porkfest, which I presume were taken undercover. Uh, tables at Porkfest ho- offered a host of illegal products for sale. So
1: there was an undercover, like, Democrat there to oh, take pictures? That. That's funny.
0: Could be, or maybe she just snatched them off the web. I don't know. Mm. Agaris claimed the right to make any consensual exchange of any goods or services without tax. And then she said, oh, How terrible. A picture of what appears to be bags of mushrooms. Uh, some bongs, maybe you some You think marijuana. people are selling
1: mushrooms uh, and paying taxes right now in the in New Hampshire? No, no one's paying taxes on the mushrooms they're selling, and <laughs> mushrooms are getting sold.
0: Right, and by the way, there's plenty of Democrats who I'm sure have taken mushrooms Lots in, their, uh, in their time. I'm going to put this one on hold, and maybe we'll continue it tomorrow night, because I know funny. Chris will enjoy this article. There's much more. Uh, and uh, out of time for tonight, you can join us between now and tomorrow online over at freetalklive.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night, Gigi.